What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever, get this, motherfuckers, episode 50 oh, wow. Wow. of the Kind of Funny Games cast. I can't believe we made it this far. Did we get a cake? We don't get a cake, but we did. From iTunes themselves, Yeah, we won their best of 2015 podcast thing, which is really fucking cool. In Canada. From what I understand, Canada voted for us. So what we is, got Canada's vote. It's it's iTunes. So we're there overall. We're there overall. Is this publicized anywhere? Yes. They gave us a whole thing. There's like we get badges we can put on our Let's artwork do and it. stuff. So it's pretty cool. Let's do it well, right now. Yeah. Kevin, put right. the badge on Ke- there. I don't want Canada's awards. Kevin, bring in. No, I think he's saying it, it counts. Yeah, but I just don't Kevin, want Kevin, bring it. up the it's badge right now. <laughs> put the badge over my face, Kevin. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's how that feels. Mm-hmm. My God. We're coming up the end of the year here. Now we're winning awards. Finally, it's all happening. I'm really excited about that. It's been a long, not even a year for us. Yeah, <laughs> but, but here we are at the top of the mountain. So we, that means we have we have a couple episodes left in this year because of the way we distribute the show. There is going to be some overlap. I think next week's is the one that kind of is going to go into the next year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it counts Posts as both early on Friday. Early people get in 2015. Late people get it on 2016. If you want to get things wow. early, patreon.com slash games. You can get all the things early. That's I can't hear any right now very well. Why? Why? You got water in your No, I just feel like a little congested. Oh, I, see, I'm very sick, and I can't hear Oh, anything. you're very sick. Good. It's good I that am. you're here with us. Yeah, I had He was sick at the holiday party, too. Yeah, so it's, it, now he's no longer contagious, but that night's super contagious. Yeah, so I'm... When you were sharing drinks with him, Colin? Bad idea. Done. I don't think we shared drinks. But it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Get me the zinc and the vitamin C, Kevin. Kevin, bring, bring I me went, a pear and a side of Nutella. <laughs> I went. <laughs> don't bring me those things, Kevin. I went to. Uh, Stan, hand me that belt. I went to Walgreens like a, a couple weeks ago to get echinacea, and they had no idea what I was talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what that is either. Echinacea no. is like a, an herbal supplement that's really good for your your uh, your immune system. It's quite popular. Hadn't shown this off yet. Yeah, that's great. Of course, when I beat you in the Nintendo World Champion or the kind of funny Nintendo World Championship. On Mario Tennis. We yeah. said there needed to be a traveling championship belt. Mm-hmm. And then our good friends at Toasty Stickers, FlamingToast.com, made it for us. They made it happen? Yeah. That will be mine, Greg. I hope you know. What do you want? I'm the champion, so you can. what Let's Play do you want to take me on in next with it? Any. Any Nintendo Any Let's Play. Any Nintendo Let's Play. You're, you're that confident? That confident. Mario Golf Toadstool <laughs> Tour. Let's do it. Go fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. What we're doing here, guys... It's a little different than our normal shows. This is a year-end wrap-up, the beginning of our year-end wrap-up extravaganza. What we're going to do is this episode is going to be a look back at all of the video games that came out this year, mm-hmm. and we're going to review all the ones that we played in quick little synopsis eyes. It's going to be fun. 20-point scale. Colin has to number everything. Colin loves numbered video game reviews the most. So what we're going to do is topic one is going to be kind of the, the multi-platform games. So your Fallout 4s, your Metal Gear Solid 5s and whatnot. Right. Topic two is going to be PlayStation. So we're going to review all the PlayStation exclusive games, both Vita and PS4. Okay. And just kind of reviewing PlayStation's year in okay. 2015 overall. Then Nintendo. Then Xbox with a couple, you know, the PCs and uh, the mobile stuff. We'll add all of that into, into one little thing. Just because all the shit we don't care about. It's we're just not as knowledgeable about that subsection of the of the, Rise of the Tomb world. Raider. I darb. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, we, Trust we me. Got I know some I got Xbox games lists. out there, buddy. Yeah. But then what we're going to do I don't know anything. next week. So this is kind of looking back at this year. Next week, just a little hint at the future here. We're going to predict 2016. Um, so it's going to be the same idea, 
First one's going to be looking at the big games of 2016. Then it's going to be predicting PlayStation, predicting Nintendo, predicting Xbox. I like this show's idea, and I like that show's idea. And I like them so much, I say when we do it next week, we wear the same clothes. Okay, I like that. Yeah. It's almost as if we're going to record that episode right after nah, this episode. that sounds weird. But that would be weird. But the episode we're not going to record today because we're going to wait until the new year so we can think and ponder on this. It's our Game of the Year episode. Porty is going crazy. That's how he's going to get. Really so we got Game of the Year coming up. So just so people are asking when it's coming, it's going to come in 2016, and it's going to come hard. What we're going to do then is going to be four topics. You're familiar with the format of the show. Topic one is going to be my 10 favorite games from 2015. Topic two, Colin Moriarty's, one of the coolest dudes in video games. This will be the intro right here. Uh, favorite games of 2015. Then the other half, the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller, his Hi. 10 favorite games. Then the final topic is going to be the kind of funny Game of the Year discussion. So we got some good things in the next couple of A lot of, of good shows, a lot of solid shows yeah. that are worth the dollar. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. They're all worth the dollar. What you going to do with that, Greg? I'm going to throw it on my shoulder now. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are all the championship belt poses just yeah. so you remember who beat you. Oh, I remember. And who is the kind of funny bold. Nintendo world champion. Look at Mario with his little kind of funny face on He knows him. what's up. Kevin, you ever think you'd be this close to a champion? The trending gamer? The number one voted Canada podcast of iTunes? <laughs> We have so many awards. It's just raining. The awards, not only the ones we make up, <laughs> the ones we're actually awarded in foreign countries. <laughs> in foreign countries. Let's get right into so this. foreign. Let's get right into this. So let's start off with the big one, Fallout 4. Okay. You guys have had some time. You platinumed it. I did platinum it. Another trophy for my collection. Mm, you just, man, they're just raining down on you. I know. What are the thoughts a couple weeks past the platinum? Oh, well, one of my thoughts past, past, past the platinum. Um... <laughs> It was fun. It was good. It was more. It was what we wanted. A long time, you know, coming into it, you, we had this conversation, right? Of like, you were talking to me and Colin about it and what we wanted out of it. And I was like, uh, my expectation is that it will be Fallout Three on PS4. But my hope is there'll be something there that'll blow me away, and I didn't expect that. That didn't happen. Fallout Four is Fallout Three for me. Souped up. It dropped a lot of the mechanics and things I didn't like about it. It, it it's my favorite Fallout of all time, but it wasn't revolutionary you know what i mean it didn't catch us off it catch me off guard like fallout 3 did you know what i mean that was like a huge 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 event for us fallout 4 was a lot of fun loved it but look, i was just talking about it the other day on another podcast looking back at it i really only have a few handful of like wow and then there was this moment that happened like my you know what i mean like i think of it and i think of going there and getting things and picking locks and do you know what i mean like not mundane activities they were fun i enjoyed it i enjoyed leveling up and building my character and you know da, 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 da. but i you know for me fallout 4 is me and this one companion i chose and then fell in love with and then banged all the time you know what i mean like that for I, me I is like that. that's the story of fallout 4 whereas like fallout, fallout 3 i mean you know you go down you meet this robot he thinks he's thomas jefferson the first time you run into a super mu- or super behemoth or whatever blah, blah, blah. like those are like stand out oh my god that was crazy in fallout 4 i do feel it was more like it was what i expected it hit the spot loved it platinumed it don't regret it you know i'm super excited for dlc for it but i'm not sitting here at all considering it for my overall game of the year Colin, uh i played for like 25 hours Went out to breakfast with a friend of mine yesterday, um, and uh, we were talking about the game. He's, he's playing it as we speak, and we both kind of agreed it's just not Fallout Three, and and the that's a shame because it, it's it's a good it, it's, it's a great game. I think it's a fantastic game actually, yeah. but it's it's the the bar was set so high by its predecessors that I I think that that's why I just fell out of it. I just didn't feel like playing it anymore. I, I really barely touched it since it came out. Actually, we had the game very early. We had it in October, so I mean, we that's when I was really cruising through it late October, early November. 
Um, it's a it's a great game. I just think that it in hindsight, um, things have happened in in the way Western role playing games are made since Fallout Three came out. That makes this seem a little bit rehashed in a way. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I don't know if that's necessarily the right word. It's just that it's it's not quite what I wanted it to be. I was way more excited to play it than I was after ten hours of playing it or after twenty hours of playing it. And that's why I just this, this year for me, as people I think have noticed, I was going through my my trophies to see games I played. I've not beaten many games this year because my my whole mantra now is like I'm just going to play until I just don't feel like playing anymore. And uh, that's kind of where I got with Fallout. I think I'll go back to it eventually for sure. But um, it's a game that I, in 25 hours, I think I've seen everything that there is to see in the game mm-hmm. in terms of like what you could do. So you, you know, have a sense of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Story, of course not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just not it, it doesn't. I remember Fallout 3 like I was obsessed with it. And I don't feel that way with Fallout 4. So it's it's certainly not it, it hasn't it hasn't lived up to my lofty expectations. Do you think, think it's just that the fault. detriment of, uh, you know, having Fallout 3 already Fallout 3 was such a game changer, right? We talk about it all the time like that was like out, not out of the blue because, we you know, there's preview tours and yada, yada, yada. But it changed everything. Right. So then to now jump into Fallout 4 and it's not changing everything. It's just building on what Fallout 3 does. I yeah. feel like that's more of some of it's coming through of like it's great, but. I'm not like, why? Everybody, you know, why haven't you played it? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, it's very popular. It's the second best-selling game in November, and it's doing extremely well, and I'm sure that they're very proud of it, and they should be. I just think that there are developers and with, with Western role-playing games, specifically uh, maybe even Witcher, that um, show what's possible in those kinds of worlds that I think that, um, that Bethesda can learn a thing or two from. That said, the game's fun. It's got a hook. It's, it's definitely one of those games where you go in any direction and do whatever you want, and you're mm-hmm. never tethered mm-hmm. to anything, and... And I appreciate and respect the, the amount of freedom that the game gives you. But I really am more intrigued now with Bethesda Game Studios' ability to to take the next step. And I don't I don't I don't know that they did with Fallout 4. I mean, mm-hmm. from the 25 hours I played of it, which I think is plenty of time to realize to, to, to play a game and know if you 25 hours is more than than you would spend with 95 percent of the games you ever play. So, um, you know, I think I've seen enough to ha- kind of have a feeling that, yeah, in, in, in hindsight, people tweet at me like, are you disappointed? And I, again, I don't know if that's the right word. I just it's it doesn't have its hooks in me at all. Yeah. It had its hooks in me, but like what he's saying, like they didn't do anything new. Like, right, the new thing they did was settlements, and I fucking hate them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to build a town and do this. It's it's clunky. It's not fun. You know, I only did it for the trophy, and that was like such a bitch because it was like, yeah, let's manipulate the system and put down 15 clinics, and then maybe rugs work, maybe statues work. Everyone on the internet saying different things, so I'll just fucking throw this shit everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, rugs everywhere. Rugs everywhere. Like, I, yeah, it's it's this weird thing of like, I don't want to make it sound like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm not disappointed. Loved it. It's just not like, whoa, you know, yeah. my hair is blown back and I can't believe what I just experienced. You know what I mean? It's totally mm-hmm. like if you would, when we talked about it leading into it, like, what do I think it's going to be? Like, this is what I thought it was, which is great. Yeah. Again, totally stoked for the DLC and I'll get all that. But yeah, you know, so the next game we're going to talk about Witcher three, mm-hmm. which kind of has a different uh, scenario going into it than that, where with fallout, you played fallout three and loved it. So you expect something in four. Yeah. Whereas Witcher, you guys didn't play one or two. Yeah. When fresh into three, what are the thoughts on three now? Witcher three uh, is it? It's still it's this weird thing with Witcher three. I feel like right where it's that like that song, love the one you're with. You know what I mean? I was this whole year. I was so stoked for Metal Gear's open world in quotes. Uh, Fallout's a big open world. You know, even Batman to extent. You know what I mean? Where it was like. I want to get lost in some worlds. I want to go in and, you know, have progress bars and stats and this, that, and the other and build my character out the way I want to build it out. And so Witcher 3, the more you heard about it, the more we saw of it, the more we played it, it was like, I'm not a fantasy game guy. You know what I mean? It's really not the world I like to exist in, but 
I'm so I'm ready to drink the sand. I'm so thirsty right now. You know what I mean? So when it got there, yeah, I jumped in and put what like thirty five hours in. I'd have to go look at the save file, right? But then when Batman came, it was like lights out. I'm done. You know what I mean? Like and like now I sit there and I'm so often like maybe I'll get back to that one day. But it's going to have to be that I'm thirsty again. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, Witcher three is an amazing game. I feel. Uh, I love the fan community that's around it and how passionate they all all are about it. But yeah, it was totally one of the things I was visiting. You know what I mean? So it's like I had a good time playing it and I enjoyed myself and I totally understand mm-hmm. why it's winning game of the year already. Even though Colin Murray already said it wouldn't happen. Uh, but yeah, like for me, it was like, cool, this was what I need right now and now I don't. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on to something else. Yeah, Witcher was the game I spent the most time with. I think I spent 50, 60, 70 hours with that. I mean, I played the hell out of that game. Uh, I didn't beat it because um, there's no beating it, apparently. Um, it beats you. <laughs> but uh, I think that the game got really long in the tooth and I just didn't want to play it anymore. But the the uh, the there's something about it. Uh, and I've said many times now, CD Projekt uh, very, did themselves very proud. Um, definitely like appeared on the scene with this game. Um, and really, when you put it next to Fallout 4, like, you know, you can see where some people are upset with Fallout 4 and why you get it. I mean, Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 is not a good looking game. It's um, it's it's got a style, but it's, you know, when you put it next to The Witcher 3, which is, you know, vibrantly colored and beautifully kind of rendered. Mm-hmm. Not that maybe the wasteland should be colorful, but, um, but the vistas and yeah, all these different things. Yeah, there's see. there's just something about the, you know, the characters and the the the, the writing. And, and it just seemed like it was alive. I didn't seem like I was doing shit just to do it. And uh there was just a lot of shit to do. I think the I think Witcher Three is a, an example of a game that's way too dense, um, but uh, it's a special game. I think I think that I understand why people love it. And uh, unlike Fallout, which I think um, didn't meet my expectations, Witcher Three like wildly exceeded my expectations. Mm, yeah, I go. Uh, that was the thing too. Is I remember coming into Witcher Three and Christine, who was you know was so into it, she went back and played one and two again to get ready and super into it. Was telling me that like, yeah, like you're not. It's not going to click for you. It's not going to work. And even like sure, I don't like the fan the fantasy setting, mm-hmm. but like. Geralt and Triss and you know I'm like I liked these characters and Siri and stuff and watching them play off each other I was interested from that angle even though it wasn't necessarily the setting I really dug you know what I mean yeah. like I was into that world I and like that's what I'm talking about with Fallout right of like for for me and Fallout I think back right now and I think of my companion in one specific mission where I was like oh that was really cool because it wasn't what I was expecting right whereas like Witcher 3 it seemed like every not every quest but most quests had some twist or element to it like oh my god this guy buried his fucking aborted fetus out in the front yard, and now it's out there terrorizing the town. That's <laughs> fucked up, and I didn't expect that. And then you have to make a choice, and like you make a choice, and it plays out badly. And then you go on the internet or talk to Christine, who's a human Wikipedia for the game, and she tells you, "No, the other it adds really badly over that." It's like that's really cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what Colin's saying is like the world is alive, and like you do, you interact on what you think are just little side quests, but they're fully fleshed out and they're fully fucked up, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like an example of a studio that didn't remain stagnant. Um, and really pushed it. It's really, it, it's really surprising how good The Witcher is. Um, you know, in ma- in many different ways. I was, I was definitely shocked by, by it in that respect. Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh yeah. So I haven't played it for a while because I, I put it, put it on hold when Uncharted Collection came out and a couple other things, and I've been playing those. And then a couple days ago, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get play one, one more episode, sure. episode, chapter, chapter, whatever the hell it's called. And um, I was just, oh, my God. How did I? Put oh no, this it's down? episode you're in. It's so good, and yeah. I I love it, and I love that it's every time I play it, I'm like, this is fucking fun. Yeah, like I just have fun playing it, and it's not the Metal Gear that I I wanted. We've talked about Metal Gear so much at this point, but 
Um, I liked that even after putting it away for a while and then coming back to it, I still get that same rush of fuck. I love this. Yep. Yeah. For me, that's the thing. It's my game of the year. Uh, and that, you know, yeah, what I put in initially on launch, 120 something or no, it was 110 hours. I remember. And then I started manipulating the clock and trying to get all these things. Da da da. And again, put it down forever. And then at extra life picked it up with the intention of platinuming it. Mm-hmm. Even though everyone online is like, you're not going to be able to I'm like, oh, I'll be able to. And I like, granted that broke me because, it was, but it broke me in the fact that I was playing for, 12 hours straight in making no real like you know what i mean like checking off one box rather than the 15 i needed to get to the platinum but playing that it was still like man this is fun like mm-hmm. this game's so much fun you know what i mean like it's and i that was one of my things i was afraid like taking a break like i had taken a month or two off coming back and getting into it would it hook me again would it do this and right yeah. back into how good it felt i mean the best thing about the game to me is the reward system where just constantly you yeah. just feel like you're learning something new and there's some new mechanic that they teach you and you want to use it and i want to get this weapon i want to be able to shoot my arm and do all this weird right. shit and then even when i step away from it i come back and i'm there's already just that one mission I played, there's like new shit that I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yes. There's, I don't, I, I played a lot of stuff this year, and there's a lot of people who really get gameplay right. You know, and we'll talk about them throughout this, I'm sure. But like, I don't think there's a better gameplay loop than Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. 5. You know what I mean? In terms of like, yeah, you come back from a mission, and now, okay, while you're gone, these biological resources, you know, process this way. If you're into FOBs, this is happening. Now this development is done, so you get to take this gun out and do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck, this is amazing, let alone going through and trying to check everything off the maps and boxes and side ops, right? Like, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate right now, which I'm late on. I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. but it's not as... It's not as... The, the loop isn't there in the same way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want to clear this entire map, and I look at it, I'm like, well, that thing's all the way over there, and my train's all the way it's over there, and like, how do I get over there easy? And like, yeah, well, I'll go look at, at what, you know, unlock this, yeah. that, or the other, and it's like, well... It's not unlocking the way I want to or this. And like, I, why, why even buy that weapon if I keep upgrading this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas Metal Gear was so clearly spelled out, like, here's what's happening and how it's happening. And I, you were, I, I felt like for a long time, you have an abundance of resources, right? And then by the time you have to start making those tough decisions, you've kind of taste tested everything. Yep. So you know where you want to go. Do you see yourself platinuming it ever? I do. I'm going to platinum Metal Gear Solid, the fan of pain. Uh, it is going to be, I'm not going to do it the way I thought I was going to do it with Extra Life, which was I'm going to sit down and beat it all. No, it's like, cool tonight let's try to s rank this mission to get the task done yep. and then put it aside and come back to it it's it's going to be a long play for me and do you think you're going to beat syndicate i do think i'll beat syndicate syndicate is one of those two where it's like that's one i toy around with uh platinuming because it's one of those where i like this they don't there's none of this multiplayer garbage in there and i like the collectathons you know what i mean like i do like that and that's what i'm in the mood for right now so like mm-hmm. coming into a holiday break with it seems really good the only thing that might stop me is that i want to go back and get all the uh dlc trophies for batman which is like you know doing the challenge rooms again and the batmobiles with the different things mm-hmm. like that so that's gonna that's what that'll be what's competing for time and then it's also like well i want to play life is strange and i want to do this and i want to do that but when i just want to fucking put on a podcast and chill out and go sync points and get treasure chests and check things off the map. You know what I mean? Just, just like Rise of the Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed Syndicate's great at that. And I really like the characters in that. Mm-hmm. When I beat Syndicate, which will be into the new year, we should come back and have and a, its a own topic because I'm cool. really, really enjoying okay. the game. Works for me. Have you played any more Metal Gear than just the opening mission? No, no comment on Metal Gear. Okay. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. You did a Let's Play. Did you ever get any further No, than I that? never got, I never touched it. That's that's always going to be like a holiday game for me. Blockbuster mm-hmm. um, movie. Yeah. Liked what I played so far, but I mean, you know, I don't have any any real comment on it other than to say that uh, the game uh, murdered at at a uh, retail mm-hmm. uh, best selling video game I think since 2013. I think I read. Damn, that's crazy. That's yeah. surprising, that right? We were talking yeah. about when, when is the drop off? When is yeah. the drop off? Uh, Dying Light. Ooh, I still say Dying Light's like the best experience I had this year. Um, the 
and it's one of those games where I never beat it, and you know I'd like to, but I don't. I, I again, I saw the loop, and I understand it. It's a really it's it, it, it reminds me of The Witcher in that it comes from a, a you know a team Techland that never showed that they can make a game like this and um, really appeared on the scene. And frankly, it's another game that makes Fallout not look very good um, in its open world. Uh, I like the setting; it's like a Mediterranean kind of like Turkish kind of thing. Like you don't really see that uh, in a lot of games. The parkour is really great; and it mm-hmm. makes sense. I remember. I remember when I first played the game, I was complaining about how you couldn't map and um, buttons. And then I realized, like, wow, the, the you can't map the buttons because what I want to do doesn't even make any sense in, in, in the grand scheme of things. It's a cleverly made game. And I didn't know that they had it in them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dying Light benefited from when it was released because I think it would have been buried if it, it wasn't released then. Um, but the zombie thing is kind of, like, tired, and I get that, and I'm fucking over it, too. And, like, they're boring and all that kind of stuff, and we I want new things. For sure, That that's true. But... You know, it's it's a fun game. You're crafting, you're you're exploring, you're doing side quests. The characters are like zany and weird. The story is like a cool idea. There's like a real feeling of like imminent danger in the game too when you're out oh, at, at night. night. Jesus, the game's like really the the day night cycle is scary. Like you can get caught out in the in like way far away from where you need to be, and like you can't do anything about just it. Just like run, yeah. Like you just start Ooh. running because the game gets impossibly hard at night. Um, Dying so Light's great, yeah. So I think I think Dying Light's a fantastic game, and it was definitely like the game that I loved the most this year. Mm-hmm. Um, for me it was yeah. a fallout like what his was with fallout where yeah I put I don't know 15 20 hours into it we'll say or whatever and it was sort of like I get this and I really I'm so I can't believe that they did it either like especially being a dead island fan right mm. and watching that series progress and whatever that this is so good not I, you know mirror's edge I thought the parkour really put me off it just wasn't fluid whereas this is totally not that you feel empowered you're running around having a great time but and it was that thing though of a while and it's like well I can play this another 20 hours and keep going, but I understand what it is and I like what it is and I'm good. Mm. Star Wars Battlefront. I have to say, one of the most fun games I've played. Sure. I, I just keep wanting to play just little chunks. Of have it. you played more since we, yeah. like, when we were all into yeah, it? Why like, have you not called me? Why don't you text me to play? I don't know. Why don't you like me? I don't understand. I, just, I don't like people, dude. I don't like the whole having to deal with people thing. <sighs> Kevin and I were playing a whole week together. We did a whole week yeah. of the game. It was great. You could have like, been there. You invited me one time, then yeah. I couldn't figure out how to do shit with this. So I was like, I'm done. Mm. I'm just, I'm just going to keep playing by myself. What do you got to say, Kev? Are you no? Are you, well, are you doing no, the single player mission? You have no, been no online? online. Okay. Yeah. Battlefront t- took me totally by surprise. I'm not a, not <laughs> like let's let's go down the list of why I shouldn't care about this game. Not a huge Star Wars fan. I like it enough. Mm-hmm. But a great example of this is we're recording this the week Star Wars comes out. And yesterday, Christine and I were talking about what we needed to buy for dinner this week. And she goes, "Well, is there anything that's going to take us away from dinner this week?" And I go. No, I don't think so. Let me look at the calendar. I'm like, no, no. Oh, Thursday, we're going to see Star Wars. Like, totally forgotten. I hate you so much. Not a huge Star Wars fan. Don't like competitive multiplayer usual. Don't play multiplayer to begin with, really, right? And I don't even play first-person shooters all that often. But when it, you know, the more and more we saw of this game, and then when I watched uh, Colin and Nick's Let's Play, and they were just having such a great time with it, I was like, all right. And then, yeah, sure enough, got in there, and it's the first time I've ever used Party Chat on Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4. Me and Kevin running around having a great time, being idiots, calling each other, debating what weapon. He got the jetpack. I'm like, what's it like? You know what I mean? Like, all these different things. It's like, we talk about it a lot on, I think, Colin and Greg Live the most of, you know, well, it's it's casual, right? It's not aimed at Alfredo. It's Mm -hmm. not aimed at that. And, like, how's that going to play out? And da da da. For me, it plays out great. Of, like, it's the kind of first person shooter where I put it down and haven't played it 
uh, since like right before Thanksgiving, right? But I feel like if you were going to say we're playing tonight, I'd jump back in. Yeah, I'd totally be in there. We say to the, the casual thing. That's so right. Like for me, I'm very casual when it comes to video games overall, but specifically first person shooters. Like that's just not my thing. Like yeah. I loved Halo back in the day, and I loved that stuff. But like once things, once Call of Duty kind of took over, and like there's all the perk systems mm-hmm. and the leveling up and all that stuff. I don't even know that. Like I don't even understand how that all works. So this with Battlefront, it's kind of a cool way for me to play. Where it's like it's like you know you always talk about Pokemon being like baby's first RPG. Mm-hmm. I feel like Battlefront in a lot of ways is just like it's a hey here's an easy way to introduce yeah. you to what modern first person shooters look like. And I'm like oh fuck I actually like this. Yeah, I like playing and leveling up and all that stuff. Whereas being an outsider of it before, I was like oh that sounds like a grind. That doesn't sound fun at all. But it's like it's not intrusive and it's cool and you do feel a sense of progression. Sure. And uh, even you don't need to be good. That's the thing is you just have fun even when you die. It's like it's not like you're out of the action forever. Like exactly you're right back, back in. in and, 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 and that's the thing is like it can go. I guess spawn to spawn. You know, one spawn you come out and you just get your fucking teeth kicked in, and then another time you can actually post up at a good location or something. You figure out this great like place where everybody's gonna choke, and you're going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, I always felt like I was in it. Even when my team's getting decimated, I'm just happy to try to try to work my way towards the middle mm-hmm. or top of the pack, right? I'm like right there. It's like awesome. Yeah. Historically, Kevin and I are the worst people every time on our team, but when we're not, we're like, oh man, yeah, good, that was great. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's I love that. And it's you know, so many people hate it because like, oh, is it worth sixty dollars or whatever? And it's like I can't even comment on that. I don't know. Is it probably not but like i'm having a lot of fun when i do play it, yeah. and it doesn't need a million modes for me to have fun with the modes that i'm playing yeah um so it's great and i love that during every match like the the music will kick in like when it's like the final like 20 kills or 50 sure. kills or whatever it is like when it's close to the end like star wars music starts playing and you're just like fuck yeah this is so fucking star wars so. and you get 10 kills and no deaths waddle comes out oh yeah yeah <laughs> so Greg, this is probably just for you. Destiny the Taken King. Oh yeah. I had fun. You know what I mean? I had been I Destiny originally comes out last year. I play it at launch for a good number of hours, get up to 22 or whatever, which is at the time, you know, getting close to the ceiling or whatever. And then yeah, took the weekend off, everybody got amazing, started raiding and I came back and I couldn't I you know, I was like, well, whatever." Fell off. Everybody got gets continues to be crazy about it and then Taken King came out and it was like it's a story and it's this and it's that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And like jump back in. I only played it again for like a week. You know what I mean? Still haven't rated. I'm just running around doing all that stuff. And I was like, totally, this is fun. It's more game than it was before. And it's, it is that thing of in a different reality where I have a normal job, I'm playing destiny nightly and I'm going on raids and I'm having a great time. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy that kind of gameplay. I enjoy, you know, that, that was my big thing with shit. What was it? Um, Halo, which we'll talk about when we get to Xbox, right? But when I was playing Halo with Simon on co-op, I was like, yeah, this is all right, but like, why don't we just play Destiny? You know what I mean? Like, I'm invested in my character and my gear and my engrams and all, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather, if I'm going to play that kind of game, I'd rather play that game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play that. And Taken King does a great job of spicing stuff up and putting things in, making it more approachable. You know what I mean? Like, I keep trying to push my friend Poe to buy a PS4, and if he does, then I'm going to get get him uh-huh. Taken King and then we would just go off and do that because you can just jump to pretty much right where I, I am. We can go. Mm. Just cause three. Mm, just cause either you played any more than just the last place. I played I like done very briefly. Place. I yeah. installed it and then I deleted it. Basically. Yeah. I did a I bunch of space. Yeah. I did a bunch of, no, I mean a handful of the early missions. Yeah. Me early, too. Early, I, early. I played maybe an hour and a half. Of I it. like it more than like just cause two, just cause two came out. I remember and Clements was like, this game's awesome. And I was like, yeah. And I took it home and I was just like, 
I don't like the movement system and it, all this is is blowing stuff up and I'm like whatever there's no personality to this but I get why people dig it don't get me wrong not my kind of thing and so the more we saw for Just Cause 3 like, of course I hosted a panel at PAX and they actually showed the destruction I was like oh okay but this looks like it's more of Just Cause 2 but yeah. when you pop it in and like it opens with that like boom it's like this cinematic like they're introducing goofy characters and this and it's fun and it's like oh okay good now it feels like they've taken the crazy ass gameplay and combined it with a crazy yeah. ass story and it's like okay now I'm in Just Cause 3 reminds me of what I remember Grand Theft Auto 3 being sure. when I first played it. I'm sure. just like, you could do anything and it's crazy and blah, blah, blah. But it's like really in GTA 3 now, modern times, you look back and it's like, oh, you were pretty limited in what you yeah, could yeah, do. Yeah. But this, you really can do any of yeah. those dumb ideas you had and exp- anything could explode. And I fucking love that. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think I'm going to pick it back up. You know what I mean? I played a couple, maybe an hour. I don't even know. But mm-hmm. and, it, and it's the same thing of like, I like how they took the story and they merged it with this crazy gameplay. But it's like, for me, like I, I, for me, for a collectathon open world, I want to do something like Assassin's Creed, where mm-hmm. I'm clearing this off and doing that. And oh, hey, I know I'm talking to Charles Dickens, and Charles Dickens is telling me things. Neat, oh, you know what Dickens. I mean? Oh, Char- neat. Shout out to Charles Dickens. Yeah, definitely, always. Colin. Yeah. Lego Dimensions. Just playing, Greg. Yeah, Lego Dimensions. You say we're like a fucking nerd. <laughs> I just, I just popped it in a couple days ago to finish off my Doctor Who DLC trophies and stuff. Also to try out the Superman they gave me. How Shout out it? to John. No, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's Superman. You know what I mean? Like that. So that's the thing about Lego Dimensions. Dial it all the way back to the beginning of the year when they put out the teaser trailer for it. Remember, and we were on Colin and Greg live, and I was like. Colin's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, there's a million Toys of Life games. I don't know. I need to see more. If they put Superman or Ghostbusters in, I'm in. And then the chat was like, they teased them at the end of that trailer. I'm like, well, I'm in. Fuck. And then it was at Comic-Con where I sat down and actually got a demo from Arthur and saw the game and the Doctor Who people were there. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, it's the Lego game gameplay with this toy. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, what I was thinking, but I I was thinking more along the lines of like that Lego, uh, not MMO, uh, builder Minecraft thing that's on PC or whatever. Which isn't like the Lego game you know, you know what I mean? Whereas this was the Lego game I knew, but it was all the different Lego games shoved together, you know what I mean? And I keep going back to like, at the Comic-Con thing I'm watching, they're putting different characters on and like their HUDs are changing and they look like the ones pulled from Lego Batman or Lego uh, Jurassic World or whatever. I'm like, that's rad, that's really cool. And then when they came through and did the thing here and showed Back to the Future, and I'm just nerding out over and over again because it's like you're driving around Hill Valley and it's like they're playing Power of Love on repeat. And then, you know, you in the open world that isn't even connected to, or the hub world that isn't even connected to the story, you can go between, you know, 85, the future, and the past. And, in, and I'm like, this is all. And I, eventually, the, you know, the developer turns to me and he's like, yes, it's as if we care. And it's like, right, you guys do. You know what I mean? And so that was when it was like fever pitch hype for me of just like, if they treat every franchise this way, then like that's fucking incredible. And then you mm-hmm. get, I got the game and played it and they did, you know what I mean? And for me, it was even this weird thing of like, I don't like Scooby-Doo particularly. I don't hate him or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have anything. Against. I'm a big Scrappy-Doo fan, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like Scooby-Doo is not my cup of tea, but like even his level was fun. And like, it was weird to see it work in reverse too, which, you know, we always talk about when we talk about games, bringing people to different things where I've never watched a doctor who before, but doctor who's involved in the story of Lego dimensions. Even if you just have the, the base pack with the three guys or whatever. Right. And so when we went to his world, and fooled around with him I finished off and I was like huh tweeted about like what Doctor Who episode could I, should I watch and got recommendations and watched Doctor Who on Netflix you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like then I was motivated to buy the level pack and it's this weird thing of like it's this great mix of the gameplay I love of Lego games which you know you have a, the humor of Lego games and then a reason now to play with Legos if that makes sense because you know, like I bought you know I have the Lego Ghostbuster car over there the Ecto-1 you know what I yeah. mean I've never put it together because where the fuck am I going to put it in our apartment you know what I mean B- but one day I will when I have my own place and I'm going to buy the firehouse and never unpack it and have it ready to go but this is the perfect thing of like playing that game and 
okay, you start, and in the first 10 minutes of it, it's like, okay, stop playing our game. The directions are on screen. Let's build your portal. And you sit there and you build and you you get that the you know putting the blocks onto a base and it's like I haven't done this in years and this is so much fun you know what I mean it's so goofy and fun and then going through and every car has it's like three different variants and it's like when I'm changing I need I want the the time machine to be a hover car the directions pop back on the screen of how to rebuild it you don't have to but I do it every fucking time because mm-hmm. it's just fun to play with Legos you know what I mean like it's this awesome mix that I'm like it's for me I've played Infinity I like not. You know, extensively. I played enough Infinity here and there. Uh, and then I've played Skylanders in the same respect. And this is, for me, more active, but it really just comes down to having the franchises I love. You know what I mean? A big fan of Lego Dimensions. Good. Uh, is Harry Potter ever going to be a thing? Yeah, a thousand percent. Okay. Not confirmed. There's a, there's this, I'll, I'll give you a link to the website. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a Lego Dimensions fan site that I was on their podcast. And uh, he had a leaked thing of what, like, this, like, coded thing. It looks like Harry Potter's in Wave or Next Wave or whatever season. But, but yeah, of course, of course, Harry Potter's going to be in good. Then we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. <laughs> Tim, how you feeling on that? Biggest bad boy? disappointment of 2015, period. Wow. Yeah, it's so sad. We knew it was not going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. You didn't know it would be that bad? That's yeah. always the worst when you're like, this uh, yeah. won't work out, but. And it's uh, they patched it and I tried going back and the patch didn't really fix too much. Um, it, it, it definitely improved the game, but it just brought that up from like horrible to like little bit less horrible mm. um it added ninja turtles so that is a plus i'm a big fan of sure. Ninja turtles um well, there's a silver lining to it yeah i don't know it's just like it, it's upsetting because like it did a you know i try to be optimistic about stuff and even that game there was stuff i liked about it it was fun playing a tony hawk again and like having the music play it felt like a tony hawk game like just in tone and, and look and all that stuff it's just it just wasn't good and um, I wish there would, I wish it was better because that that I think ruined the Tony Hawk's franchise from ever having a chance of being good again. I think that this would have been its one shot at redemption after the fucking peripheral games, right, right, stuff. right, and full of technology. Tony Hawk, yeah. right? Real quick, sorry, BrickInquirer dot com. Brick Inquirer. I didn't. I know it's one of those things. You know, the the kids who run that site were listening. Like, no, say the name. Yeah. Say that. Uh, and then Transformers Devastation, which. Did not disappoint me when I thought it could have. So that was a uh, those both those games came out like the same right, yeah, right the same week, other. and uh, it was hard for me because I was like, I was wrong about both. Uh, but with Transformers, it was it was fun. It was very short, which I like. I wanted just that quick experience. I was think, it full price? No, okay, no, no. And um, it it was really cool, and I never thought we'd play a Transformers game that nailed the transformers cartoon that much like it was really you kept describing it like it was like you'd be how you would play with it on the carpet it was like ramming just ramming toys together and so it's again it's how you remember the transformers cartoon even though even the battles in that show were not that good yeah um but it's like they nailed the aesthetic they had all the voices and they nailed the the stupid plot of the game where it's like megatron's taking over the world and it's just like it it was just Throughout the whole thing, it was good. There was like a lot of nice little hints and teases at potentially a sequel, which is going in a direction that I totally would like. Um, so that's good. And I also think that it's it opens the door for things like a Ninja Turtles game being made by Platinum in that style. Nice. That looks like the 80s cartoon. In the same way that Telltale Games, you were saying a couple episodes ago, can kind of tackle games from a different perspective and make it more story-based instead of like action. Like sure. we can finally get a Batman game that's about Batman Being instead of just like, having a story. Yeah. Um, I feel like this kind of opens up a the licensed arcade games from the 90s to 
kind of make a return in a more modern format. Gotcha. Um, where we actually get a Turtles 80s cartoon game. So I like that a lot. Good. Then we got the music games, Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero Live. Yeah. Both of them I've had ups and downs with. Sure. Both of them, when they work, I enjoy. When Guitar Hero Live works and I can get it to sync, I actually love that game. I think it's really fun, and I like how frustrated I get with it because I'm not good at it, and I want to get better. And then you play the songs, and I loved that it reminded me of the old games where I didn't know a lot of the music, and then I heard it. And I'm like, discovery, I like this. Discovery. Yes, there's the discovery aspect. Rock Band did not have that. Rock Band was very much like, I've done this before. And it was fun doing it again for about an hour, and then you're like, all right, I'm done. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to do this. And whether it's the drums or the guitar or whatever um it was my friend's birthday and we kind of like all got around and had the, the band together doing the thing and it was fun and then we bur- busted out guitar hero and we had more fun with that mm, really that's interesting yeah yeah because yeah. it was new and it was fresh sure. and that, that's the thing for us i feel like you know we colin and i in particular were stoked for rockman 4 when we, we knew it was coming and it got here and we set it up and it was immediately like our dlc is not working for some reason even though it's supposed to the song the set list packed in sucks and this is like the exact same tour mode and rewards and story beats. And it's just like, this feels just like rock band, which I was over a couple years ago and I'm not ready to jump back into. And we mm-hmm. put it down and never picked it up again. Gave it away. Yeah. And then guitar hero came and yeah, I unboxed it one night when I was in between games that I like to play and I jumped in and yeah, I played it and I was like, Oh, this is fun. Like I like, I didn't, the guitar hero TV, I thought was poorly explained, you know, leading mm-hmm. into it or stuff. So when you sat down and did GH TV, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then, yeah, like the set list, I remember reading on Colin and Greg live and Colin saying, well, that's like marginally better than rock band. But then when you got into GH TV, you can go and like play songs that aren't on the set list, you know, the set list yeah. quote unquote, but are there for you to jump in and spend your credits on that you are earning in the game. I never had to give any real money, even though I'm sure if you play for years or something, you'd have to, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And this is fun. But it was another thing. And it was that I liked the challenge that all of a sudden it was something completely different i had to focus on getting you know these six buttons down or whatever but same thing of like put it down and i was like okay and i've never picked it back up yeah had a good weekend with it yeah i mean i think it's one of those things where i will randomly pick up every once in a while when i'm just like at home and i look over at the guitar and i'm like yeah it's time time, time it's to time. rock out but it i i did enjoy guitar i think overall rock band i'm like eh, yeah. i don't know if i'll ever even play that again yeah but i will play guitar hero again and that's i enjoy guitar hero way more than it. rock band yeah um Batman Arkham Knight. Ah, Batman mm. Arkham Knight. Thoughts? I enjoyed Batman Arkham Knight. Another platinum this year for me. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I feel like I talk not more negatively, but I think the things that I, I immediately jump to are my cons with it, right? I mean, the pros are it's beautiful. It's more Batman. It's a system of combat that if you've played before, obviously, and if you love it, you're still going to love it here. And I loved so much about it but then when i talk about it i always come down to i hated the fucking bat tank parts the tank parts only the kill 36 things strafing back and forth like this is stupid this isn't batman whereas driving the batmobile ramming cars off the road using it to get a location location totally down with i enjoyed that part Mm -hmm. of it but just the force tank parts that felt like every other mission i was getting forced to fucking take out 36 guys or whatever it was that and then the story for me is still not it's not that I'm hung up on it. It's just that it was presented all wrong for Batman hardcore fans, I feel. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spoil it. As I, I will not spoil it or whatever. But, like, they telegraphed way too early. You know what I mean? Like, they build up to this reveal of what's happening. And I knew it. I mean, it's hard to tell how long that game was. I knew it seven hours before, six hours before. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. literally upon this character's introduction, I was like, uh-oh. Fuck. Yeah. And that sucks. Because you, you said it wasn't going to be like that. But there it was like that. But... The whole problem is if they would have said from the beginning, 
it's this. I would have been like, oh, cool. And then my expectations would have been set yeah, correctly. You're not waiting than, for a twist. Exactly. Rather than waiting for the twist. And they do some amazing stuff in there, I feel, with like fucking with perspectives. Again, not spoiling things and screwing with your mind. And like awesome. There's like so much great there. But I'm hung up on these two parts that I just like, oh. Mm. Loved the game. Uh, yeah, loved the game. Platinum. It's the first Arkham I've ever platinumed. I've tr- before I've tried. Like, no, I'm going to go get the 230 Riddler trophies in Arkham City and played it for two seconds. Like, this sucks. I'm not doing that. Whereas in Arkham Knight, I enjoyed going around getting them. Granted, I did it after the fact, you know, after my, before my new game plus playthrough, but through it or whatever. Uh, enjoyed that. And then, like, I know this is always a, a sticky situation. I enjoy the DLC still. You know what I mean? Like, I bought the season pass. I enjoyed the background content. Uh, I got all the trophies in that. And then, you know, these character interstitials are short, which I expected based on how these DLC bonuses have always worked when they're like, you know, get play a fucking Harley Quinn map or whatever. You know what I mean? But what I didn't expect is that when they get me back in to do those missions for the 15, 20, 30 minutes or whatever it takes, it's then I look at that and I'm like, oh, right. Now there's a Batman v Superman Batmobile. Fuck. And there's a silver trophy attached for getting the stars. Yeah, I'll do that. Or now oh, there's a new skin for Robin in his 60s thing. Yeah, I'll go do his challenge rooms and sure. Then I'll play it trying to get the 31. Like there's this weird gameplay loop that I didn't expect in mm. that, let alone the fact that now the one thing I can't comment on, hopefully it's out by now because it's supposed to be out by the end of the month, is Season of Infamy, which is the five super villains, which is supposed to be a meteor pack, but I don't really know what I'm getting into that. Mm. But I'm surprised that I've come back and done so much with it because even with Arkham City, it was like, hey, they're going to give me a new challenge. I'm like, fuck that, I don't care. And then it was like, here's the Harley Quinn you know, DLC story ex- explanation. Okay, cool, played that, and then I never went back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. Cool. Uh, I think uh, I think Arkham Knight is overrated. Um, it was one of the few games that I beat this year. I think that it's got unparalleled storytelling. I think I think its presentation is unparalleled. I think its gameplay is fucking boring. Um, and I I I just I had a hard time m- making parallel its brilliant storytelling and its character development and all this kind of stuff that I really wanted to like and enjoyed to like the just mash buttons kind of gameplay that I think is boring and old now. And um, I just don't feel like it's skill based. And I know that a lot of people disagree and that's totally fine, but I just think, and everyone's like, well, look at all the things that were bottled after this. And I'm like, that doesn't necessarily make it good or imaginative because it's really not like there, there's all of this tech in the game and all of this, these things you get, they don't really need to use. You run into the guy with the, the, the Gatling gun, you deal with him the same exact way. Every time you run into the guy with the shield, you deal with him the same exact way. Every time it's like, I'm just like, ah, like you, you, you look around and there's like six guys, four of them have guns. So you use your thing to disable their guns. That's taken care of that guy with the shield. You know, you have to do the certain button combination to get his shield off of him. Then you punch him in the face and you knock him out. It's like, I just don't feel like there was, I don't feel like the gameplay loop is parallel in quality to everything else in the game. And that's really disappointing to me because I really feel like they made an exceptional game. It's just not fun. Like I, I really like, I, I just didn't find it like to be, to be fun. I do think that Arkham Knight's side quest system especially is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of um, organically running into things. You have to wait and be patient. You don't really know how to like, I, I especially like the firefly ones with the, with like when the, the fire, firehouses are on fire and you have to like, you just see it in the distance, and you know, he's there and you have to chase him around or um, you know, the ones with the murders where you like hear the music, the opera music and you have yeah. to like go and investigate them and stuff. Like, I think there's a lot of really clever stuff in there, but like every time I had a fight, I was like, Jesus, like I, I just, I'm like, this isn't, there's got to be it's something better than this that I, I really feel is more skill based. I know a lot of people like vehemently disagree with me out there, but I just don't feel like it's that clever anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, this game suffered for the same reason Fallout 4 suffered. Like this isn't new anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, Arkham Asylum and to a lesser extent Arkham City were really, really resonated with me because they were so 
different. And now I want to see them do something again. And like the bat tank stuff, like all these things that tried to differentiate the game from the previous two games or three, I didn't play origins, but um, I was just like, this is a waste. Like I found the tanks to be tedious. I found the fucking AR missions to suck. I like, so there was like all this cool stuff in there. I love the bank, like the stuff with the bank heists and, and yeah, you know, two face. And I loved like the, the man bat shit where you had to like chase them down and like inject them with shit. Like I was like, this is so cool. Like I would rather just watch this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like then, then have to do the same fights over and over and over again. I just, I just, the lack of boss fights in the game, especially I think was, I know that some people didn't really like the boss fights. I know some people found them tedious, I think in city specifically, if I remember correctly. Um, right. Maybe it was even Arkham Asylum. I can't even remember anymore. The bite, the boss fights. I'm thinking of like Mr. Freeze, I think was Mr. One of Freeze them. was Arkham City. Yeah. Like, so I know that some people didn't like that kind of stuff, but I think it like adds a little bit of imagination to the game and a little bit of di- like some difference and some mm-hmm. nuance um, that I don't think was there. So Arkham Knight, I think, is like a game that just it just exists. And 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 I know that Rocksteady can do better than that. You know, that's I mean, that's 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 my opinion. I know it's not mm-hmm. a popular opinion. So, you know, calm down out there. But that's so, how I feel about it. So moving on to your game of the forever. Mad Max <laughs> and Max, you want to talk about the game that does that does have great gameplay. Like, and this is and this is the this is the brilliance of Mad Max and why I want more people to enjoy it. I know people out, out there have played it. Is that there's it's really dynamic because it has that like button mashy blah 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 Batman stuff that is like really not very fun. Um, but I think the car combat's actually like what's really cool about it. Uh, the idea of like chasing down caravans and using all of these weapons at your disposal, like the spikes on your wheels and like your 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 grappling hooks and all sorts of shit. It like really does capture the essence of like Mad Max car combat. Um, it's a collectathon and a clearathon. It's an Ubisoft game, even though it's not a Ubisoft game. So it's like, <laughs> so it's 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 like very Far Cry or Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed. Huge map territories. You like whittle them down, get rid of these towers, find these guys, kill these guys, kill this trade route, take over this compound. It's very Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's just there's something really cool about that world. And I will say again, with the exception of maybe Journey, uh, I don't think a desert has ever looked better in a video game ever than it looked in Mad Max. I just feel like that that world and its desolation. Um, its destruction, its hopelessness. I think it was captured beautifully in that game. I think Avalanche deserves a lot of credit. I think Avalanche is getting a lot of shit maybe for Just Cause from some people. People are forgetting that Avalanche also made Mad Max, and I think um, I think it's a pretty special game. We, we, we play it up, or I play it up as being like this fantastic over-the-top game. I think it's just a really rock-solid game. And um, if you're into just checking boxes and that's like why a lot of us play games. I think that's why people play Assassin's Creed. We were talking yeah, about that no, before. That's exactly I think why that's why I play Far Cry. And I fucking love Far Cry. I can't wait for Far Cry Primal. I, I think uh, the the idea of just seeing progress beyond just the storyline mm-hmm. is really quite mm-hmm. satisfying. So to have all these things in Mad Max that you can do or not do in addition to the storyline, the side quest, finding caches of, of goods and diaries and looking at the world before it was destroyed and learning a little bit about Max himself. Um, I think Mad Max is one of those games that really, I think, surprised some people that really went into it with an open mind. And I, and I, and I don't want to say a lot of people didn't go into it with an open mind. I think a lot of people just didn't go into it at all. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things that I think was really disappointing because I think that that's really one of the better games of the year. That was, yeah, for historical sake, that was the one that came out on the same day as Metal Gear. Yeah. And so it was like a lot of people went the other way. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider, same issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life is Strange. Did ah, any of you play it? I no. played episode one. Mm. Enjoyed it. Thought it was interesting and was looking forward to the rest. But it, they all kept coming. And I was like, got to the Colin point of view where I was like, I'm, well, I'm just going to wait. wait. Yeah. And so now and I, I heard amazing things. Christine loved it. Alexa loves it. Like, yeah. I'm stoked this break. That by the time you see this, maybe I've already done it. I'd like to go through and play all of them. Yeah, you know I wanted I mean? to. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks right on my It's alley. definitely an awesome story from that one episode. Like where they set it up. You're like, oh, shit. Mm. Tales from the Borderlands. 
one of my biggest surprise, probably my biggest surprise of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, coming on well, not I guess no, not 100, but like one of my biggest surprises of the year, and the fact of like it got announced, and I remember going, "What the fuck?" You know, what I mean, what a weird pick. Like I play all the, I've played all the Borderlands, right? And I've never been like, "This is such a rich world. I can't wait to have a story told in it." And I'm like, you're just fucking shooting psychos in the head and running around, and like, how, how's Telltale gonna put a game? The whole thing is collecting guns and shooting. Why would this be interesting? And then I downloaded it. Ignored it for two or three weeks, and then it was like I was having not, not a. I, we had like a rough day at work, and I was really fucking shot. And I sat down, nothing I had, I actually wanted to play. Like it wasn't hitting the spot. And I saw that I was like, I'll give this a shot. And two hours later, like I laughed out loud a bunch during that. I loved the characters, the performance, the story's interesting. And every time an episode came, that happened. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many fucking like. There's moments in that as far as dialogue and storytelling that I'll like never forget. Like. Loader bot, like to be honest, it's a mixed bag. I mean, like, that's like the funniest shit ever. And then Gordis and all this different stuff. It was like, man, like talk about out of left field. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I had zero interest in that game for real. And then it mm-hmm. was like, okay, well I'll try it. And here we are. Yeah. Evolve happened this year. Um, Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna skip over, you know, do, do have, Evolve dirty. Do, I don't right? know. What, do you have anything? more to add <laughs> a sad a sad story for evolve that i don't i think was predictable you know what i mean we played it at events i had great time every every time i sat down it was the monster and while i was playing with my friends in one room i was like this is awesome and i'm like i'll never do this when it comes out like no you know what i mean like because there's way too much like it's the antithesis in terms of like casual to hardcore that star wars star wars is right you guys could call me at any point and be like i'm gonna play star wars i'm like oh maybe i will maybe i won't depending on my day but evolve it's like I'm not. I'm really good at being a trapper, but you've never played before, so I need a heal. You know what I mean? It's like it's like I'm getting to like MMO range where I want a really good squad to go out mm-hmm. and roll in. Not to mention, this just doesn't work. Like the reason Left for Dead worked so well, I felt was the fact that hey, you guys want to jump online and just shoot fucking zombies tonight? Like you don't even have to pick up whatever gun you want. Don't worry about it. Have fun. Whereas this one is all about communication and collaboration. How are we gonna make this work? And da da da. And it's a new IP and it's this weird thing. And it's it came out and it just didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. Did you guys play at all? No, no. We did let uh, we did a let's play or two on it, and I played a couple times just outside of that. But Mortal Kombat's never really been my thing. Yeah, but people like it. Good. Big fans like it. Hundred Pence, big fan of, of Mortal Kombat Good. X. I'm glad people like it. Um, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Got to give a shout out to that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of games released, in, in terms of gameplay, no game came out this year that has better gameplay than the games on that collection. But we've we've uh, not even close. Mm-hmm. But we've. Uh, you know, we've seen these games many times, so there's nothing really new to say about them. I mean, it, it was a great collection. It's cheap. The, the challenges are good. It's funny watching people just get eviscerated by that game. They, <laughs> they just they like they just they just don't know, Kevin. You know, what I mean, they don't understand. They don't know. They don't know what it is for a game to really challenge you, like really challenge you. You have to be patient and uh, play the game the way it's meant to be played. Uh, the, I think the challenges were a nice little addition. They're fucking hard. Some of them are extremely hard. It's cool that you can watch the replays um, of the people that are on the top on the leaderboard, so you can try to replicate what they're doing um, and kind of get new strategies and new skills, or whatever. Um, and I'll give myself a shout out because my my Moriarty's test will be in the 3DS version of the game. Yay! Yay! Inclu- you know, expanding the vast library. Exactly. Oh, it's needed. Final game: Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. I've been hearing really bad things about it. I don't know. I, I, it's just it's super anecdotal because I've only f- talked to a few people about it. But everyone I've talked to or like heard anecdotal stuff about it, like don't like it. Like I, I don't I don't know. It surprised me because I, I, we played it when we were at Gamespot. Yeah. And uh, I don't play multiplayer games. games. I don't, definitely don't play team team based games. But um, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't see what could have been wrong with it. 
other than maybe like technical problems that we were having, like matchmaking and stuff like that, which I assume is cleaned up. So I don't know what you guys have heard about it, but I haven't heard the most positive things about it. My whole thing is that I've heard nothing about yeah. it. It feels like it, it. You could tell me that the beta was released. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I've seen Alfredo tweet about it, mm-hmm. but that's it. I've seen Alfredo tweet about it. Like there doesn't seem to be this giant presence to it of like Rainbow Six is out because people love Rainbow Six. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all we remember those days of playing Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six. Rainbow Six Three was my yeah. As I've said many times, I fucking love that game. You know, like love it. Yeah. It was my most played Xbox original Xbox game. And the game that I used to that I like introduced me to Xbox Live this is 2003, I guess. 2000, 2003, yeah, 2004. Um, fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic, impeccable game. Um, but th- it's, it's just not so much for me anymore. Yeah. But even with Siege, though, I remember when we were at IGN, like that was the talk of E3 when it was first sure. announced. And, yeah, because uh, you get excited for it and it becomes did, this thing. I think it won Game of the Show at E3. Did it? That year, I, I, I think you. so. I, I think it did. I, I don't know why I did. said it like that. Like I can't believe it. Then I'm like, yeah, I no, because I, I, I remember. It I just being... remember the Witcher kept winning. <laughs> the game never came the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck out. <gasps> um, all right, moving on. I'm moving on to PlayStation. Yeah, you guys might have a thing or two to say about this. So sure. We're kind of reviewing the year of PlayStation exclusives. Exclusives. Gotcha. Yes. Let's start with the Vita. Oh, right. Okay. The only two games I have on the list that I could find are Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, and Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Ah, yes. Did I miss anything? I mean, I have some games on my list, but nothing nothing major here. No, nothing major. Uh... Yeah, there weren't. There weren't. I mean, there were many more There's exclusives. Many that. games, yeah, or, like, or they, games that were on PS3 as well. Well, the big um, thing is PC games that finally made their way yes. over or whatever. That's where it gets sticky. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But so you're talking about like true up, straight up PlayStation. Yeah, or just exclusives. whatever it meant to you guys this year. Like, what did you play? On what your it Vita? meant to like, me? Oh, okay, that's a different question. Uh, Danganronpa. Uh, I played it for ten hours or so. It's still in my Vita. Um, I mess with it every so often because I'm trying to like get everything in the game because I would like to platinum it. Um, it's weird. It's a weird game. I'm not quite sure what they were thinking with this game um i I mean we know what kodaka and those guys were thinking they wanted to do they wanted a, a they wanted a stepping stone of danganronpa 3 and i don't think they were ready for it yet so they made a weird quirky third person shooter um and it's bizarre it's a bizarre game it's for danganronpa fans very strictly if you've not played danganronpa 1 and 2 you will not enjoy this game you'll not even understand it um especially the first one um but it's weird. It's definitely a fucking weird, grisly. It's w- the thing about the game that really stood out to me is it's fucking really violent. Compa- and, and that's saying something because Danganronpa is a violent game. It's a very violent game. It's about kids killing kids. And it's very Lord of the Flies or or Battle Royale kind of Hunger Games kind of thing. I mean, it's like def- that's what it's about. So mm-hmm. um, this game is like over the top um, in, in kind of the gore. But the gore is like the blood's pink and stuff. It's not like, you know, scary in any way. Um, so I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not seen enough to really like render a, a final verdict on it. I, I think people are a little lukewarm on it. It's just because it's not Danganronpa, and we'll get more of that, you know, this coming year. The bear's back. Montezuma. Monokuma. Yeah. Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> uh, you talking about like you know? I'm looking through my trophies and like you want to talk about this was the year Vita. I think fully did move into being the indie station. You know what I mean? That was a joke thrown around forever about it. But yeah, Persona was like the big tent pole event. Still waiting on volume. But it was just, but is an indie. You know what I mean? But like looking through like the things I played that stand out because there was tons of stuff I played. We traveled so much this year, right? But I'm looking at it like Titan Souls. That stood out mm. for me. That was a lot of fun. That was a great r- run and, you know, exciting to play there. Super Meat Boy finally came out. I was playing rally copters for longer than I should have. <laughs> but it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a fun thing. Three Fourths Home, was. I played it on Vita. And when I actually sat down and did it with headphones, had a great time. Farming Simulator came out. Super Time Force Ultra. Uh, you know, the one I want to give a shout out to that I don't think, I think we talked about was Actual Sunlight. Have I ever talked about that on the mm-hmm. show? Actual Sunlight is one of those where I'm not 
sure 100% it's story and I should probably look it up because I talk about it every so often we talk about Vita but I, before this trip to Chicago I went on the store on my Vita and I was looking for something oh you did talk about this. I missed yeah. whatever and it's this game where yeah you play as a suicidal person or whatever and like from their perspective and it's like basically all text over like a very you know 16 bit looking you know out or whatever layout of the game or whatever and that was something that touched me you know what I mean because it was just something interesting it was it's that what can you do with games and how what kind of stories can you tell and how can you speak to your audience in a very direct way and that's what happened Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was awesome. And, like, I think Vita, you know, it's this JRPG machine that has all these different things. You know, I'm playing what? Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger on it right now. You know, there's all these different things of, like, I, this is the year where I used my Vita very, very differently. You know what I mean? Uh, leading up to this, I feel like I I would download a PS, you know, one classic to have it or whatever, do this or blah, 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 get the indies there. But I was, like, Freedom Wars. This is what I want to play. Or I was this next big, you know, Vita game that was supposed to be like the savior of Vita. Whereas this year, yeah, it was for me. It was Persona uh, Dancing All Night, which I got and was cool to have. But you know, I, I maybe I'll platinum it, but it's like kind of repetitive for me right now, and I don't know if I'll get back to it. Whereas like, there's all these other little things I keep popping into and doing, and I'm you know more stoked. I mean, like what I'm super super stoked about, and I'm keep putting it off is finally playing Bastion on Vita because mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna platinum Bastion because I love Bastion. Loved it when I reviewed it back on 360. You know, when it was an Xbox Live game. Now that it's finally here, it's been on PS4 forever, and I jumped on and played it that first night. And I was like, this is it, and it's Bastion. It's great. I want it on Vita because with headphones on a plane and like yeah. there's so much content to that game and jumping around and you know making the missions tougher on yourself to get this to do that like I'm super super excited to get lost in that but similar to like how Colin's always talking about Persona 4 Gold and like letting that sit there and always be there for him on his Vita right that's what I'm going to do with Bastion like I don't want to rush it I could go you know tonight while Christine watches YouTube videos I could sit next to her and play Bastion but I'm not going to if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah uh, I, I mean, I have a few games written down here. I want to definitely give a shout out to Three Fourths Home. I think that's actually one of the best games I played this year, and and that that game was extraordinarily emotional and really resonated with me um, on a storytelling level. It's really about uh, a girl that loses touch with her family, and it's it's uh, it's really fucking sad. It was just a really sad game. I just sat in my bed one night and played it. Very similar journey in that respect, where I'm not going to play it again, and and uh, I thought it was really awesome. It's definitely one of my favorite games of the year, and it's on Vita, and it's perfect on Vita. Mm-hmm. I played a game called Heroes of Loot on Vita. Oh, a lot. It's, of a, loot. it's actually a mobile game, um, and uh, I played it on uh, Vita, and it's just a very simple dungeon crawler, and I actually had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's just like you die, and you start in the beginning, you die, you start in the mm-hmm. beginning. It just had a weird uh, kind of loop. And you already brought up Titan Souls, which I thought was really fun. The, the final game that on Vita that I played a lot this year, then a lot of people didn't touch, is Zeo Drifter. Um, from Renegade Kid, which is a, a Metroidvania game, but it's like a really small Metroidvania game. You can beat it in like two hours. Um, it's just like you're on different planets and you like jump from planet to planet, find things you need and go back to the planets and very simple aesthetic and very simple gameplay, but uh, really, really fun game. One of the more enjoyable games I actually played this year, I think. Um, so I like that a lot. Zeo, Zeo Drifters on PS4, I think as well. You can play it on 3DS. I think it's on Wii U. Um, it's on PC. Uh, so you can play in a lot of different places, but I played on Vita, and I thought it was—I thought it was a lot of fun. So yeah. Oh, and Shovel Knight, of course, came to Vita this year. Yeah, mm. which was that was my Vita game of the year. Yeah, Faux show. My God, I'm I'm happy I waited to play Shovel Knight because when it first came out on just the Wii U, it just for some reason it felt wrong to me. I didn't I didn't want that. I wanted to play that game portably. And uh, you can't really do that with the, the Wii U. You kind of can. You played on 3DS but, when uh, it came out. Too. No, I know. But the 3DS, I don't like the the, the buttons that are too small. Had same problem with the Vita. Like, it was the whole thing. But then I was like, I want the, the screen. Really? I have the OLED. Mm-hmm. Like, I want... I'm very particular when it comes to this <laughs> shit. So I was very happy I played it on Vita. And it definitely... It made my Vita worth buying. Like, I loved the shit out of that game. So Colin was right. Uh, PS4. Moving the fuck on to the big leagues. 
Bloodborne. Bloodborne was hot. I mean, I, I played Bloodborne for 20 plus hours. Um, I didn't beat it. I didn't get very far in it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I wish that we didn't have to travel around when it came out because I was really in it. I was really in it. I, mean, I used to sit in the couch like every night for like four hours after everyone went to bed and just played it over and over again. I was like, I really finally get the hook. It's a little quicker. It's a little more arcadey, just a little bit uh, than Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Um, and that's what I needed because mm-hmm. uh, I think Dark Souls and Demon Souls are just so stiff and boring. Like I, I just I'm not into the, those games at all. Um, and I tried. I mean, I, I took a whole week off to play Dark Souls last year. Um, just to see if I can get back into it. I'm like, I just I just don't like it. You know, um, Bloodborne struck me the same way for about five hours, but I just stuck with it because it, it has the essence of something I really want to understand. I want to understand what what it is about these games. Everyone's like, you love Dark Souls. I love Demon Souls. And, I'm, you know, because I like hard games. and I like old games. And this game's definitely got a, this, the, the soul of an old game. Uh, pardon the pun. But uh, but I just didn't get it. I just was like, I just why? Like, it's it's hard because it doesn't control well. It's hard because it's like not fair sometimes. Like, that's not fun to me. Like the essence of the games that I like that were hard were hard, but they were fair. Mega Man's fair. Castlevania's fair. Ninja Gaiden's fair. These are fair games. If you're bad at them, it's your fault. And you I think learn I, to get better. Yeah. And I think that I think that sometimes a lot of times in Dark Souls, for instance, it's, it is your fault in Bloodborne. It is your fault. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's totally unreasonable for you to expect that you should have known that this dragon was going to fly over this bridge and fucking kill you out of nowhere. <laughs> like n- just unfucking. fucking fair. Mega Man is like that, too. It's no. a trial and error. Then, you know, the dragon comes. Yeah. But but they're they're different. This I, I think in that respect, this, the spirit, the design's a little different. Whatever. But I, I understand why people love those games. I just wanted to understand more of it. And Bloodborne was the game where I was really like, yeah, I get it. Um, it's one of those games in my mind where I'd love to get back to, but who knows if I ever will. The DLC came out, I, you know, and it's supposed to be excellent. Um, I'm proud that Sony understood. This was a mea culpa to the fan base because I, I know that they understood that they fucked up with Demon Souls and that they could have locked this entire series down. Dark Souls would have never happened um, if they knew what they had and they just didn't know. And mm-hmm. this was them saying, like, we have to fix this for our for our fans, because it was PlayStation fans that made Dark Souls a thing with Demon Souls without them that would Dark Souls would have never been a thing. So I think this was a, that was a business blunder on their part. I think Bloodborne was, a you know, making that better. And I don't think we've seen the last of Bloodborne because uh, I think it was like, you know, it sold some PS4s. People liked it. It did well. It did respectively. And I think that it gives a lot of credibility to the console. Mm-hmm. There was also Order 1886. Well, Yep. I was surprised when it went on sale this uh, past Thanksgiving break when it was 10 bucks or whatever. The number of people who bought it were like, this wasn't, what is that really For 10 bucks, about? I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, exactly. And that mm. was the thing. I'm like, well, you're not understanding the proposition here and the differences and also its expectations. You know what I yeah. mean? When people were building it up to be this big AAA game that it was going to be this, you know, PlayStation 4 exclusive. This is like, this what is the, franchise. this is what it can do kind of thing. It had different expectations, whereas then everybody shat on it for an entire year and then it came out for 10 bucks and we're like, this isn't that. Mm-hmm. Rocket League. <sighs> Rocket League's hot, man. Yeah. Rocket League's arguably the best game of the year, pound for pound. Um, we saw that coming a mile away. I mean, it was so it was so obvious that game was going to be big when, when people finally started getting it in their hands. I think they, it was a stroke of genius for them to release it for free, and mm-hmm. I think that um, it's so it's, I think it's like eight million players or something like that. It's like it's like an insane success for a company that small. I mean, they're they're rolling in it now. So um, it's just a great it's just a great game, just a really good game. Yeah, it's, I think out of all the games this year, it's the one that I wish that I spent more time with. Sure. Because I, I did the Let's Play, and that was it. Like, I, I never really played it outside of that, but I feel like I'd like that a No, lot. you still couldn't. That's the thing I was talking to with people. Just like, you know, 
it was similar for us. It's the travel schedule. We mm-hmm. talked about Rocket League forever. When it finally got there, we had like three days, and then we went to some event. Yeah. And I came back, and I was just getting fucking bludgeoned to death in matches. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, this we is my that. time. But then I was talking to kids who were talking about playing at local or, you know, playing with their friends. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like there is still life to it, even if you're terrible like me. Or if you want to go be amazing like Freddie Wong and try to go pro and all this different stuff. Uh, like, is, he, is he really good? Oh, dude, he loves, he's addicted to Rocket League. He <laughs> loves Rocket League. And that's the thing is like, that was what was crazy for us, you know what I mean? Like Colin coming back that first time after seeing it at PSX last year, was that right? And telling me like, you know, Dunham's game is actually really good. And I'm like, oh, right, well, what is it again? He's like, oh, your car is playing soccer. I'm like, that sounds not good at all. And then you play it, and you're like, oh, shit, this is good. And then just watch it slowly build and build and build to where it is this phenomenon. Everyone is talking about it. You're like, yeah, congratulations to you, Psionics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm really proud of them. Until Dawn. Another unexpected jam awesome big fan awesome yeah. game good lord such a big awesome fan. Game. i'll never you were like tim you need to play this game and you were fucking right god no i knew you would, i knew you would so it. good I, I just i enjoyed it and you know you say so much about like it's what telltale games should be and like i and quantic too i get that it's like you play it and it's just like this is it's a story you're not really playing a game like you could watch a youtube video of that game and it's the same exact experience uh, but Please. it isn't but i mean you're not getting like the like the don't move you know, and you make the choice real quick, and like, there's so much to it. I understand what you're saying. Yes, I'm just saying I don't think there's enough of that. Like, that's the equivalent of like uh, a 3D movie where it's just like there's a little extra shit. Yeah, you miss that, but like, sure, sure, sure. Really, you're I gonna mean, get the story out of it, but not the experience. Yeah, and it's like it's, to me, it's the equivalent of if it, the videos were annotated and you can like sure. click through, yeah, choose, yeah, choose, choose your own your adventure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not a knock on it. It's fun. It was great, and like it, you know, it doesn't need to be a you know game like there right. doesn't need to be like you lose or whatever like i like that it was exactly well that was what's what so was. you know fun to sit down with you like i you know I, I sat down with christine and streamed it and we beat it in one go and she'd already played it but she wanted to watch me play it again and see different shows like that's cool like i you know i hate watching games i've beaten again usually or even playing games i've beaten but then when you and nick were playing it on extra life like it was awesome to sit and you got and like i knew you guys were making choices that were different than mine i'm like oh fuck i can't wait to see what happens you know yeah. what i mean like there is that thing to it of like oh what are they gonna do when this part happens are they gonna know to move fast here and like don't take the safe route and, and i do like that the changes affect it pretty substantially sure like it's not one of those like stupid like oh well this thing happens a little differently right, right, it's right. like looking at all the brand like once you beat it you want to know oh, what are the different things that could happen yeah and then when you go online and look it's like oh shit like things could be real different yeah, yeah. so I- i'm excited i really hope that we get like a proper sequel um you will with like I- a different <laughs> cast of characters I- yeah, yeah, new characters new setting new i think you will I-, I think sony's smart enough to know what they have with until dawn i don't think they, they knew maybe before they released it i was really shocked that it didn't have a bigger push and and um I think that they were they were trepidatious about it. I don't think that they they quite understood what they had. It, it, that game was in development and gestating for a long time, and I think that they had spent a lot of money on it. I think they were scared, and I think they yeah. I think there might have been a feeling that they were just trying to get it out. I don't think that they understood that it was one of the best games of the year, and and maybe the strongest in, in its own way, the strongest PS4 exclusive mm-hmm. of the year. Um, so I I don't think you've seen the last of Supermassive working on that series. I mean, I think that you know when we first saw it at PSX, like that was i don't know if that was the first time it was ever shown but that that demo of it like you could tell watching it and i wasn't in the room but like i can only imagine that 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 was powerful you know it's yeah. like oh shit like there everybody's is something freaking here. out saying go right or left because or i do remember when you first see it and you see hayden patanada whatever the hell i don't know how to say it hayden pancetta exactly the, the pancetta you see this you get this instant feeling of ugh, like oh this is the game this is going to be like it's like a, a licensee thing of just like let's put actors in this and mm-hmm. you know you there's no way this is actually going to be good and then you see that demo and it's like all right was that just cool because there's a crowd of people saying you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, do this do this whatever and it ended in the perfect way and just it got people hype and it's like all right i didn't believe it was actually going to be good so it wasn't until you were like it's good 
And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, okay. shit. Yeah, it was definitely an experience. I remember we got it early. I, I sat down and played it. I beat it in like a day and a half. I was like, this is awesome. Um, exactly what I need. It's unique. And and, and like I said, it, it out telltales telltale, but it really out Quantic Dream's Quantic Dream, which is going to resonate a lot more for PlayStation fans because I think that Quantic, if they can you know, swallow their pride a little bit, can probably learn a thing or two about how to make a game by watching and playing until dawn, um, especially after Beyond Two Souls, which was, you know, not very good. Uncharted Collection. Awesome. Oh, my God. My first I was going to say for you, you're, you're into two and three, one. and yeah. holy shit. I mean, I, I couldn't give that game of the year because it's, you know, cheating. In sure. collection, but it would be. Like, my God. Such great games. Yeah. So good, and I cannot wait for four. I think them putting this out, it's, we all knew it would happen, but I'm happy it did because there's so many people playing it for the first time. They're just like, holy Stoking shit. My friend Curran never played an Uncharted game because he didn't have a PS3, and now he has a PS4. He's playing through them, and he's just like, how did I not fucking play these? Yeah. And I'm like, I know. They're so good, <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy that I waited for the collection because it's, it's beautiful, man. And it's like you play it, and they don't look dated. Like They look good. It's like, yeah, they're not as beautiful sure. as some of the new games, but it's like you, you play them and you're like, this is great. You know, it doesn't take you out of the experience. Right. And um, I'm happy that they did that. Me too. Yeah. yeah I platinumed one and two again. I platinum on PS3 as well. Um, really good reminder of just how stellar Uncharted is. Uncharted is so far ahead of so much, so many of its contemporaries. It's not even funny, you know, and it's, they still are and they still hold up. Those characters are still fantastic and the stories are a little weird, but they're fun. It's, 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 I don't know. It's a nice reminder of what we're going to get with Uncharted 4. Yep, I think. Definitely. Um, Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I wouldn't really count that as a PS4 game. I mean, that came to PC last year, I think. But yeah, P- but PS4, but PS4 gamers got it this year. I played it for a couple hours. It's obtuse, um, but I don't have much more to say about it than that. I, I, I it was a game I was really excited about. Mm-hmm. We got Journey Remastered this year. I didn't, I didn't play I didn't that. With that. I, I'll never play Journey again. Uh, Axiom Verge. Got a little more than halfway through it. Nick really loved it. I be, I stopped playing because I thought it was going to be imminent on Vita, and we're still fucking waiting. <laughs> it's like a little ridi- like straight up a little ridiculous now um, that the game's not available on Vita. Yet. It's like a little fucking obnoxious in in its own way. Um, but you know things happen and complications happen or whatever. Um, but I do get a little annoyed. Truth be told, when a game is promised for PS4 and Vita, and you just sit sit for months and months and months and months just waiting you know like it's 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 a, it's a little it's a little disappointing on my know? list like when i've been talking about this with people i'm like i fully believe that volume could be one of the best games of the year i'm just waiting for on vita mm-hmm. i tried playing a remote play on vita and that didn't work so i was like no no i'll wait it's just i don't mean to be a snob about it but that's where i want to play that game where i want to have that experience because i need stuff on the vita when i'm on the go you yeah. know what i mean yeah i just wish that people wouldn't you know comp things happen tom's a friend of ours so i'm not i'm not trying to shit so anyone, Bithley, yeah, 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 yeah. i'm not trying to shit on anyone in particular it's just like don't promise a game for a platform and then not release it. You know, like that. I, I guess that's kind of like you know we were excited about that game for for Vita. I mean, that's just real and talk. I, and that's the other thing too is if it had been like a surprise later on that it's coming to Vita, maybe I would have played it on PlayStation Four and been able to you know adequately talk about it. But like mm-hmm. when it sounded like it was, all these games were coming out at the same time, I'm like oh great, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bastion. But I had played Bastion five years ago, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. I can sit here and tell you Bastion's awesome. That said, then, that's what I just want to say. Axiom Verge for what I played is excellent. Yeah, Nick that's what it. make that's what makes it so disappointing that it's not on Vita because that's really where it belongs. I think mm-hmm. you know it's where it belongs. Final Fantasy VII Remastered just came out. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the, I've, the I've the been port. playing it for a few years. Or a few years. A few. A few <laughs> I hours. haven't really built uh, for a few years. Um, <laughs> and a couple episodes ago, we were talking about like, what's the definitive way to play Final Fantasy, and I think this is. It might be this answer. way. Yeah. It might I mean, be just this the way. fact that it, you can speed up the 
Yeah, that shit's a little like, obnoxious. But you don't I have to. That. You don't have to do it. So yeah, I mean, if you want to cheat, you can cheat. Well, no, the uh, cheating. I don't like the the. So if you hit R three, I think it is. It automatically heals all your shit and gives you full limit breaks. I don't know about. So that. you're talking about just using the left stick to move around. Just you don't have to speed use up stick, the game. You don't have to use circle plus. No, so, oh, use, oh, speed, no, I don't want to do that either. I mean, L three just speeds the game up. That I know too. I mean, these things are there in case in case you want to use them. I think the one cool addition is. Um, just using left analog stick to move is the same as oh. D-pad plus circle, which is nice um, for fast movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like real time fast movement. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's very nostalgic. I, I was going back and I'm like, man, I remember. I remember when I got this. You know, I, I like fi- getting Final Fantasy VII was such an extremely seminal moment in my in my life because it, it got me. I got my PS One. I I sold like my almost my whole SNES collection to get it, which was a huge mistake. Um, so there's like all these conflicting feelings about. Mm. Final Fantasy, um, but going back and hearing the music and the characters, Cloud being so assertive as a as a protagonist, which is quite unusual um, in some Final Fantasy games, and then just a lot of RPGs and, and generally. Cloud generally post Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, Barrett, you know, being introduced to Barrett and Tifa and, and Avalanche, going on that bombing run for the first time, like the the boss fights, the music, like it, it doesn't. It, the we were talking about it. Will the game stand up even in pre renders? The game looks like shit. Like all of it. But the fact is, is that so even like the pre-rendered backgrounds, the CG, like it's all looks bad, but it's it's so no, the answer is no, but it didn't it didn't hold up at all. Obviously, the polygonal characters were not going to hold up, but who cares? Like the, it's it's a product of its time. And I remember how blown away I was by that game when when I saw it uh, for the first time, I played it for the first time. And it just again, it brings back a lot of memories for me about um about what it was to be a PlayStation owner like early on. I remember buying Final Fantasy VII and not even realizing you needed a memory card and like why couldn't like why couldn't the game save on the CD? Like this was a huge like I was like why not? Like the hell is this? And I remember having to like go to Toys R Us and I bought like one of those bootleg cheap memory cards. Yeah, my memory card had a basketball on the end of it. Yeah, I had the blue EA Sports one. Good lord. So it's just there's just a lot tied that, that's a loaded game because there's a lot tied to it. I, and I I don't think I'm the only one. I think that people have said before and they're right. Final Fantasy VII made PlayStation and um, before Final Fantasy VII, PS1 was out in the States for almost two years, actually a little over two years, and it came out with Battle Arena, Toshin Den, and there was a bunch of games like that were fine. Wild Arms is one of the great games on PS1, and that was before Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy VII made it a household name and made and got that system into people's homes and got and made the JRPG genre crossover into the mainstream. And even though Final Fantasy VII is in by no way, shape, or form a hardcore role-playing game, nor is it a difficult role-playing game, it is a role-playing game, and it introduced many people to to what it was all about and mm-hmm. and we should be so happy about that i mean we owe it's so funny how i vacillated on final fantasy 7 as a gaming fan and as a critic so much because i really was i really felt like it was so vastly overrated and i was so mad especially with like how much attention it got compared to nine which i think is a way better game um but the fact is is it's important it's just an important game and it's a game that people should play you know i i it's a perfect christmas game download it bust know. it out Play it for a week, like yeah. enjoy it. I, I I think it's an important game for people to understand. And then you look at Final Fantasy fifteen and you see where they're coming from. And when you and when you fuse them together, then you get that CyberConnect kind of remake. You get to mm-hmm. see exactly Cyber. where they're coming from. So looking back at PlayStation as a whole, is there anything we want to talk about reviewing twenty fifteen? Yeah, because I got to say the press conference E three. Oh, oh yeah. getting away from games because there's a few games I want to add. Oh, go for if it. I can. Everybody's gone to the Rapture. We didn't talk. Yeah, about everybody's it. gone to the Rapture. We waited on the forever list. for them. Uh, I it's one of those games. I was ta- who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Shannon Studstill, actually, the head of Sony Santa Monica. That game was gestated um, by the Chinese room, but Santa Monica was the produce the production like X Dev team on it. Um, and it was one of those games where I was like, I I played almost 
more than halfway through it, I'm like, this is awesome. What a fucking eerie ass game that is. And then I went away and then I came back and tried to jump back in and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, what I explored already. And I didn't want to start it again. I was like, damn, like that's a weird game. And uh, there's what we've talked about, I think, on this show or definitely on PS. I love you and definitely on Colin and Greg. Like there's a sordid kind of story about that game in terms of how it was made. It doesn't seem like it was a good time making that game. It doesn't seem like the Chinese room and, and Sony necessarily got along with each other very well. So there's a lot of. And we're just reading into that based on a letter written by one of the co-founders about why she's leaving the studio or taking a sabbatical or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so people can go read about that because it's really all conjecture. But there's so much tucked into that game when you know, mm-hmm. you know, like that it was probably a challenge for them to make it. Sure. Um, I want to give a shout out to Helldivers, which we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a huge surprise to a lot of people. Um, I remember playing that game at Gamescom in... 2013 maybe and came back and I was like this is fucking awesome there's there's and I said why con you go because it's really hard I was like fuck that yeah and and I came out I was like oh this is great it's that it's like it's ridiculous it's like (laughs) it's destiny from a different point of view this is rad and then it ate my save twice and I was like fuck yeah the game the game was a little broken (laughs) uh, I think in the beginning but that is the, the hallmark of the game it's fucking hard and it's not hard in a way of like I got to kill these two enemies and make this jump, whatever. It's hard of like, it's just, it's comical how hard it is. And I think that that's what's kind of fun about it. Yeah. You call down reinforcements to help you that can crush you. Oh, you you like, you set up a, 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 turret, a turret that'll shoot, you in, shoot the back. you in the back if you walk in front of it. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, this is, <laughs> there's no friendly fire there. You know, there's, there's, it's like, it's like you throw a grenade and run into it. It's going to fucking kill you. Throw a grenade in your friend. It's going to kill your friend. You, yeah, I like. I'm like. This is awesome. This yeah, is so. It, it, it's so ruthless. I, Arrowhead, I think it's, right? Yeah, Arrowhead. Great job. Um, uh, two games I didn't spend a lot of time with, but I want to give a shout out for our PlayStation fans out there. Tales of Asteria. I played for a few hours, and there's something wrong with it in my mind, and I just don't want to go back to it. And, and there, and it's funny because I was reading a lot of NeoGaf threads, uh, or just a specific NeoGaf thread about it, and so a lot of people agree. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. There's something off about it. And so I just didn't want it didn't grab me like Exilia grab me and Exilia 2 where I was like, I can't put this game down. There's just having played it for just a little while. I'm like, I don't quite like the combat. I don't the, the world is fucking huge, but it feels empty. And so it was one of the, I want to give a shout out because I know a lot of people care about that game, but I, uh, I didn't play nearly enough to have any sort of meaningful verdict on it. But I will say that my first blush reaction to the game is like, no, nah, I don't want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Quest Heroes uh, came out. I played that for maybe 10 or 15 hours. Uh, I really wanted to give a Musou a chance. I think we we shit on these games a lot. I certainly have, and and, and I know Greg has as well. These Omega Force, Tecmo Koe, hack and slash, mindless games. And I was like, if if I'm going to get into one of these games, it's going to be with uh, an IP I really care about. And there's few IP I care about more than I care about Dragon Quest. Um, it's the same way people felt about when they did a Musou for Zelda. Wars, yeah. Um, and what I realized was like, yeah, this is fun. You know, like I, I was like, I get it a little bit more now. So I want to give a shout out to all my 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 Musou fans out there because it's not a game I'll necessarily ever go back to, but I get it mm-hmm. a little bit more now because it's just, you have to care. So if you're in it, so for dynasty warriors, if, if you care about, you know, East Asian history, then maybe you do care about dynasty warriors the way I care about, um, dragon quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the final I game, give you American revolution heroes. That'd be cool. Running out there. There's Ben Franklin stabbing people <laughs> in the head. And the final game that I want to bring up that came out this year that I forgot about until I was looking at my trophies was a super stardust Delta came out or uh, ultra rather came out this year mm. for PS4 more stardust. How can you go wrong? Uh, can't really go wrong with that, but, uh, really fun. It was mm-hmm. one of the first games I played this year and, uh, and I really enjoyed that. So I wanted to give that a shout out as well. If you're into that again, that, that 
twin stick kind of gameplay loop. Not mm-hmm. for everybody, for sure. But um, and if you played Stardust once, you played it a million times. Exactly. But I'll play it a million times. <laughs> That's yeah, it for me. So, uh, do you have any games, Greg? No, I think we've covered a lot of them. Okay, cool. So outside of games, then, like just overall PlayStation, just quickly, they killed it. You think they killed it? They absolutely yeah. murdered. It. I mean, they're, they're trending. They're doing so well with PlayStation 4 that they're benchmarking against PlayStation 2. That's that's an insane assertion to make publicly and um, can blow up in their faces if it doesn't work out very well. But that shows a very bullish uh, situation over at Sony with PlayStation. I mean, it, you, They're benchmarking against the best-selling console of all time. We talk about this all the time, too. I mean, the, the numbers right now at the end of the year, but going into the year, right, we were so concerned that there weren't exclusives. Remember, and you were all like, there's got to be something in the fall we don't know about that they're going to surprise us with. And there wasn't. There, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? They've done such a good job of pairing themselves with Destiny, with Star Wars, mm-hmm. with these things where it's like, this will move the unit and also make you think of us in that way. It's crazy to see these numbers keep coming in and them keep winning, you know, NPD numbers off this. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a fantastic job. Um, and yeah, we were wrong. I mean, or I was wrong. I want to speak for everyone else. But, I, you know, I really assumed they would suffer more from a lack of first party content than they did. And and the crazy thing about PS4 is that it, it, there's a dichotomy drawn between the lack of really meaningful exclusives in the sales of the console. There's just not that many exclusives that you have to play on the console. There's not. I mean, I think Killzone's a, a fun game. A lot of people don't like it. Obviously, Knack is forgettable. I think Second Son was a little disappointing, although it's DLC, I think was really great. Um, Bloodborne and Until Dawn, I think, are really meaningful exclusives that people should play. The Uncharted Collection is fun. But when you really think back to PS3 and how poorly PS3 did out the gate, yet it had Motorstorm and it had Resistance and it had Heavenly Sword and it had... You know, a bunch of games, folklore, like there were games early on in the first 18 months that were pretty good and um, it didn't matter. So it really goes to show. And I wonder what kind of information they're garnering at Sony about, like, do we even need to invest this heavily in exclusive games? Because we haven't so far. We've sold well over 30 million units now in two years um, with a dearth of exclusives. Mm -hmm. And now the exclusives are going to start to come out. So. We're going to see with Uncharted, especially, which is going to be the, one of the biggest exclusives on the console ever. Um, and then we'll see, you know, later in the year with Horizon, which I think is going to be a big, strong new IP for them. If this helps be become something additive on that on that Venn diagram of, yeah. of where the games fit, because they're murdering, making third party games exclusive to them. And they've made smart partnerships oh, yeah. that, that make a lot of sense. When I saw Xbox got to get in bed with Bethesda with Fallout, I was like, that's a really shrewd move. Um, Tomb Raider didn't work out so well for them. Um, Call of Duty was obviously kind of stolen by Sony, but um, you know, so to speak. Uh, but the game still sold best on Xbox One, according to MPD, not counting bundles. But Battlefront ended up being ingenious for them to get. You know, Destiny. When, it's when been I, a long play for them. Yeah, been I, from the beginning. Yeah, with from that, the and P- those, yeah, I mean, from the, the leaked Activision documents. Yeah, and PS4. It, they were at the PS4 reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like they were, like. They were there from the very beginning, and I don't, I don't know that I would have made the same bet in that same position and been like, you know, that we're doing this MMO shooter from the guys that made Halo, where they're not with Halo anymore, and the, you know, they're with Activision, mm-hmm. but Activision, who knows how much their attention they're going to give to them because they have Call of Duty and all this stuff, and are they afraid of kind of cannibalizing themselves? And that was probably the shrewdest fucking move I've ever like, that they've made so far this year is to just be with them to make Destiny a de facto exclusive, even yeah. though the sales aren't necessarily dramatically better. It's just looked at as a console that plays mm-hmm. Destiny. So I think that they've they've certainly learned a lot of lessons, and I, I wonder if they're going to be able to keep the momentum going. I mean, they're definitely killing their competition, but you know, the game's certainly not over yet. Yeah, and we'll see what this PlayStation VR does. Yeah, I think all the conferences this year. I think any time there was any 
you know, position for Sony to have a press conference and announce things. They killed it. They, I think they did great. And even if some of them weren't like, you know, people are probably going to bitch about uh, PlayStation PSX. experience. But then even then, like that's just a press conference that the other guys didn't have. So all that's just extra. But whenever it was like everyone's doing their shit, Sony fucking killed it, man. Like they came out and came out swinging Shenmue, Final Fantasy seven, like that press last guardian, like that press conference is unfuckwithable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Either. It was great. PSX. Not so much. Moving on, Nintendo. So we're looking at this. We're going to start off with the 3DS. Now I'm going to be honest. There's a the vast library, not at its best this year. Um, I look because I look at this list of games. We got Yokai Watch. We got Zelda Triforce Heroes, Majora's Mask 3D, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, Codename Steam. None of those. Scream to me. Codename Steam was Yo- this year. Yo- Yo- Yo-Kai it? Watch. I think it was. I believe you. I'm just like, I, I might be wrong okay. about that. But. I was surprised. Like, Yo-Kai Watch out of that. I was like, they have something huge with Yo-Kai Watch. And it just apparently didn't pan out very well for them in the West. I was, I haven't seen any numbers, but I was reading some anecdotal stuff saying, like, the game was kind of soft. And that really shocked me because I remember identifying that game a couple of years ago based on uh, media create numbers mm-hmm. in Japan. I was like, this game's going to be fucking I mean, huge. In Japan, it is yeah, huge. It's massive. Like, I mean, if you it's look ma- at it, it's it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I played, but it's not translated. I played a bit of it. And it's I mean, it's not for me, for sure. It is, you know, I, I always talk about the fact that I love Pokemon so much. But if I were to play Pokemon for the first time now as an adult, I'm not sure if I would. Okay. But then with Yokai Watch, it's like I am having that experience. I'm like, this is not for me. But it is also way more dumbed down than Pokemon is, so I don't think that's a fair assessment. But it's an even more kiddie Pokemon game, and that's mm. not what I want. I want gotcha. a more adult Pokemon game. Uh, but I'm sure there's people out there that do love it, but like I, I wonder. I wonder if it's that same, because Pokemon's still kicking. It's not like that just went away. <laughs> You know, yeah, like the, the cartoons and all that, like the little kids love Pokemon. Yeah, they're still. doing. They're gonna do something with Pokemon. They have something up their sleeves with that game or that franchise. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's 3ds. Game. 3ds is in a weird space. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really, it's the predecessor of a fantastic handheld, and in its own right, it is has a fantastic library. I just think it's lost a little something along the way, and they're in the weird space in between too. The system, the the handheld's a little weak, um, and. The games that are coming out on it might not be resonating with the audience the way that the DS resonated with people for a very long time. Um, But it it suffers from the same problem that the Wii U suffers from. It's just they just have to do this kind of token support of it until they're ready Mm -hmm. to show the NX which I think will replace both of these. And I know that they say that they'll live next to each other. The, they, they, the yeah, thing is they, they've said this before uh-huh. uh, with GBA, GameCube, and DS. I mean, the, the, the three pillars, that was a, a huge thing for them, and that didn't really pan out, yeah. So, um, especially for GBA. Um, so, you know, I, I feel it's sad to see the 3DS die, but it, 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 or dying, but it had to happen. I mean, the same thing's happening to Vita in a much more pronounced way. 3DS came out, you know, Almost five years ago, so it's, it's had not a good run. It, 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 it has did, had a, it definitely. Has a, yeah. It did have a good run. It, it does have a vast library of amazing games. But like, I look at this, and yeah, Majora's Mask. Obviously, it's a classic, you know. And right, I, I'm happy. I'm happy that it came out on 3ds. I I was surprised at its announcement. Like everyone, it's one of those things where every time there's a Nintendo Direct, you go on NeoGaf, and everyone's like, Majora's Mask is coming to 3ds. Like this, is, I'm predicting it. And it's like you never really think it was going to be announced and it was and it's like that's that's cool that it's there yeah it was great for the new generation to be you know uh, Xenoblade Chronicles like supposedly people love that game I never really got into it and well, a lot of people have been busting balls about you know about like, about Xenoblade like why aren't you playing Xenoblade why aren't you playing Xenoblade and I'm like well I don't really want to play the Wii U and you know people are like this game's right up your fucking alley and I'm like I'm sure it is uh, but it's just not what I want that's not the direction I want to go in right now I just it's to Greg's point I kind of feel like 
you got or we, the point we've made not this time but you know you want your trophies or you want to just enjoy an ecosystem or you want to do whatever you want to do and i'm like i just don't want to like stop everything for this 150 hour fucking role-playing <laughs> game yeah you know what i mean like it just this momentum killer but i've watched and, and really been reading a lot about xenoblade and and people really love it, it they have something it was monolith makes that game mm-hmm. right they have something really cool with that i think that they have to treat it with a little more care and make sure that they segue it over to, uh, to NX to make sure that people are really seeing it in a very yeah. notable, noticeable way because it's certainly not pushing hardware. And so the so the people that the very limited amount of people that have 3DS and mm-hmm. more pronounced Wii U uh, might not be enjoying it. Well, the, I mean, the biggest problem with the 3DS is you need the new 3DS to play it. So it's like even more splintered, you know? Yeah. Um, so I could even play it if I wanted to. Yeah, too, but I still have the, the original 3DS myself, the little tiny one. Wow, that's ridiculous. So yeah, but you, yeah you, you dust it off. Once every two years to play some. The last time yeah. I played a game in any length. Well, actually, I, I, I dusted off to play some virtual console games this year. I really wanted Metroid. to play. I wanted to play Metroid for yeah. some reason. I haven't played it in a long time. So I dusted off to play that. And that was fun. But Link Between Worlds. Uh, Link Between Worlds was the last like native mm. game I like really, really like. Just falls into. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was well I mean, after that, you know, just off the top of my head, there wasn't too many like big games you need to play. Like there was Pokemon, uh, the Ruby and Sapphire remakes, and like there's a handful of things here and there. Bravely, but... and, and, yes, I, yes, and, yes, I, and yes. I think Bravely Second's going to be awesome. Yep, um, that comes out next year. I think March. So um, there's a few. Yeah, the 3ds I, I personally think had a, a pretty soft year, but the Wii U, I mean, it had a lot of games. Not all of them the the highest quality, but like I, I'm surprised to look at the, this list and be like, oh shit, you know, we didn't get uh, too many that I loved though. But like Splatoon. Like, yeah, people really, people really enjoy it. I had fun with it for what I played. Um, it didn't capture me in that same way of like, this is my fucking game of the year. Sure. But, um, it's fun and it's cool. And I love that we got a new Nintendo IP that people genuinely care about. Um, the fact that, you know, we see the Smash ballot and people talking about who they want in Smash and of Nintendo characters, the Inklings are up there for what people want. And that's, I think, a good sign. Like, new Nintendo IP is a good thing yep. overall. I, I agree, especially they're not churning out meaningful ip to the degree that they were a long time ago so to see something like splatoon really hit you know and inspire people to buy the system which they did not in huge numbers but even my brother you know calling me when splatoon came out, i was like i finally picked up a wii u splatoon is awesome and, yeah. and i was did like you pick it up for splatoon yeah oh wow and i was like you know that's cool you know mm-hmm. that's great it's again not a game for me i think the game's really clever mm-hmm. um but I, it's not a game i would want to play yeah, you'd I'm not- think you'd like it based on your mario sunshine ridiculousness yeah but then i have to play with other people and it's a whole, mm, it's a whole yeah thing. no i get that it's a whole I get thing that. um but yeah it's cool seeing like game awards like seeing it win best shooter it's like weird thing and i'm sure there's some weird politics involved in that but like it's cool i like that at least it's you know it's awarding something different i'm sure it, the politics are that like half of the or not half i guess well you know what i mean a majority voted for this another majority voted for this and then there was enough people who voted for splatoon that those two that canceled out each other yeah well good for good for splatoon yeah no that's how democracy works right colin yeah i guess Um, fast racing neo just came out like last week on the the e-shop and it's awesome it's it's f-zero but it's not f-zero but it's it's wipeout but it's not wipeout and it's fun it's really, really fast. You don't like the name. I love the name because it, it is yeah. what that game is. It is just here is just a generic fast racing game. Yeah, but if we could have sat down for 20 minutes, we can come up with 10 better names than Fast Racing Neo. Like for fast Racing X, maybe. Neo goes fast. Neo goes fast. That's even a better name. Neo, Neo goes, goes fast. fast. Put your pair in the slot. I like the name. I officially like the name Neo goes fast. <laughs> pair, put your pair in the slot. Not so I don't know what that means, but I don't know if I want to know. Um, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse just came and went. 
there was a lot of games like that this year on the Wii U. That's Yoshi, just like Yoshi's, Yoshi's, Woolly and Yoshi's Woolly World, right. which took ten thousand years to come out, and it finally did. And it, it's it was one of those things where if that came if that game came out in March, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Sure. Then it too coming much going out. on. Yeah, it's just too much going on when it came out that I couldn't enjoy it the way I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I love Yoshi games are my favorite, but it, this it's not ten out of ten. It is very seven out of ten ish. So. That was uh, disappointing, but we did get a lot of that stuff just consistently throughout the year. We got okay Nintendo games. Uh, Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis, another yeah. example. Okay Nintendo games. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, based on like the way people feel about that Animal Crossing game and and Mario Tennis, like I wouldn't even say they were okay. It seems like people think those games are bad, and that, mm-hmm. was, and that was what really surprised me because you don't really see bad Nintendo games. And, and that's, that's the thing is it's like this year I think we saw a new level of like you were saying they're preparing for the NX so it was kind of there was a lot more than I remembered but that's just because a lot of it was subpar to okay. So like the Yoshi Yoshi and Kirby are the okay ones and then Mario Tennis mm-hmm. and Animal Crossing whatever the hell it's called the, the board game Amiibo Festival. Amiibo Festival. It's like they just did that. They just like put that. That's not a real Animal Crossing game you know. No definitely not. Um, And then there's there was other things like that too there with the uh, with Mario Party 10, which could have been awesome, you know, the Mario Party with the gamepad and being able to do all this yeah, yeah. cool stuff. And then, oh, you can't, none of that is a thing. Like, you can use it as Bowser in really, really, really bad mini games. It's like, damn, like they could have got it right with Mario Party, they could have made it a kind of greatest hits of all the Mario Party stuff and really kind of won people back. And it being the 10th one, like that, that's an event, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Their names on all these games, and this is this was an unusual year to watch mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, Fatal Frame, Made in the Blackwater, finally coming over here. Uh, I didn't, I didn't play that one. Um, you're missing else? the, you're missing that, um, the big one. I'm waiting for the big, oh, the big one. one's coming. Okay, Devil's Third. Oh, <laughs> then, the, then there was Devil's Third, <laughs> another terrible game. <laughs> um, my so my thing is apparently I didn't play it. The Wii U for me is completely three things. Two of them are DLC. Mario Kart DLC, which was awesome and how you should do DLC. Yeah. Give us nice, substantial thing. Like the DLC offered for Mario Kart was essentially like each one of them combined would be half of what Mario Kart had total sure. for super cheap. And it gives you cool things. It finally made Mario Kart what it should be, which is just Smash Bros. And baby it's, here's Link stuff. Here's F-Zero stuff. Here's uh, Animal Crossing. And shit. Baby it's just and baby park yeah, yes 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 um so i loved that and i loved that it was just like kind of like we got the first bit last year but it, it ended this year and then smash bros which is just the damn gift that keeps on giving and i love that it's still not over as of recording this we're two days away from the final direct announcing the last batch of dlc and that excites me man that means there's that's just, really there's cool just, there's just more to come and like i wouldn't have thought that when they had the the last smash direct before the game came out and announced mewtwo i was like ooh this is a good sign that we know there's DLC, but it's a bad sign that we're only getting one character shown. Like I was like, I wish that it was more like there's this many more to come because mm. I thought that meant maybe we'll get one after that and then call it a day. But we've seen consistent like characters, you know, and levels. And I love that they're they're really using Smash Bros as a way to promote their other games. Like when Mario Maker came out. There was the Mario Maker level added and stuff like that. And it's, it's cool that they're consistently doing this. And then Mario Maker is the Nintendo the game, Nintendo of, game the of the year. year yeah. And they're also doing the strategy with the DLC of just like kind of like consistently adding to the game and putting all these things out. There's the Mercedes Benz events that they yeah. added. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I love that they can do that. I love that it's just like there's now these platforms for them to go on. And I hope 
that this is experimenting for the NX. X gonna give it to you. Um, no, Mario Maker. I mean, that was one of the things that was amazing. It's like, oh, you guys want checkpoints? Sure, we'll give you that in like a month, a month yeah. and a half. Here you go. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I mean, yeah, Mario Maker alone has reminded me why I love video games and shown the capabilities of video games and mm-hmm. seeing what like Dan Reichert and uh, oh, geez, Patrick Pepic do. It's awesome and yeah. it's hilarious. And yeah. to see the level of challenge and like to see someone try to outwit it, it's awesome. And it's just this like, it just keeps getting better to yeah. me and that game just keeps giving and there's keeps being more challenging things or more interesting things and my favorite thing is that it makes me think about mario differently and it teaches me things about how the gameplay works that i would have never thought about mm. like the way that you can use turtle shells and the way that you can throw items in the air and catch them and do specific things i'm like that's built into the gameplay and people are now using those as challenges that would nintendo would never do sure because that's too complex of a, a mechanic but when people are doing that knowing that you know how to do that it's really cool. I it, wish you'd play it more, Colin. No. Like it. Like it a lot. When it comes to NX Con, I'll play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, you know, reviewing Nintendo, it was a very eh, year filled with a couple shining moments. Sure. And I think that overall it is the transition year. And that's really the nicest thing I can say about it. There was a lot of eh, stuff. But the good stuff is good, and I think it leads in a good direction. Like I said. For them like, to give the, it to you next year. They're going to give it to me. They're yeah. going to give it to me hard. You better yeah. hope so. I'm hoping. I really am. Everything I, rides on this. Everything rides on it. And we I all know. know it. And I, I think Smash Bros. is going to be a really important thing with NX. Like, they've invested so much in this Wii U Smash Bros. that, like, it needs to somehow be compatible with the next one. And I think that they know that. And I think that they're going to continue. Like, I, I'm speaking early because I don't know what they're doing at this final direct. But, yeah, like, yeah. I hope that there's at least some messaging. Of something like I'm pretty sure we're gonna get um, about NX. No, not about NX, but just just in terms of like Smash isn't done, you know. Like we might not be getting Smash more characters dies. or whatever, but like this is it's a big deal because it's Sakurai doing it, and like for forever it's always oh this is gonna be his last Smash. This is gonna be his last Smash, and this potentially is his last message to the people about this game. And I'm just interested in the wording and how they they kind of phrase mm-hmm. it. They're not gonna talk about the NX, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see. Just the, what Smash Bros. means to him and like where he stands with it. Sure. If he's going to say, like, he's done and that's it, or if he's going to be like, I'm not done. <laughs> you know? Yo, fuck you, I ain't done. Yeah, which would be awesome. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is going to be uh, uh, cards on the table time for them. It's going to be fun to see what they have planned between their mobile initiatives and, and uh, of course, uh, the NX. But, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the rumors are circulating. And we're learning more about the NX. So, um, you know, with... Patents and with yep. uh, stuff coming out of Foxconn and, they're in, and how many they want to sell and when they're going to start manufacturing and stuff, it all indicates a fall 2016 release date. But I don't, I don't know if they were going to be ready that quickly. Mm-hmm. They will be. Final topic: Xbox 2015. Going down the games. Halo Five. Just that. That's it. I totally like. It's just like, and it's, and I'm not. It, it's just playing it. It was like, right. This is Halo, and this is why I'm not a Halo fan. Like, I just felt it was... St- I'm playing co-op with Christine, you know what I mean? We got halfway through the game in the night. Thought it was sterile. Forgettable. Mm. I understand why people love it. I played multiplayer for a couple hours. I was like, all right, yeah, cool. But it's just like... Uh, it's time to admit that I'm just not a Halo fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on I'm the never- other side of that completely yeah. where it's like... it's. I played a bit of the single player and it's just like, this is why I like Halo. And that's this great. Is, I'm glad you, know, you like it. You know what I mean? But um, 
But yeah, I mean, it, it, it. There was a couple things that it's not Halo. I've talked about this before, but the the lack of the couch co op. I'm like, well, fuck. That took away my Halo experience. Right. And, um, so I was upset about that. I'm not so much an online guy, so like multiplayer doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the single player overall not the best story. So it was a forgettable Halo game, but not. I wouldn't say it. Just for me, just yeah. the Greg Miller, mm. not as a critic, just as Greg Miller playing games over there. Um, wanting to play destiny instead of this yeah because destiny is more fun <laughs> and progressive progressive gears remastered or ultimate edition right whatever you call it played it at for let's plays with alfredo i was like oh cool never went back to it i was mm-hmm. never i mean i i'm one of the guys who appreciates what gears does i i play i think i've played every gears like well i mean we did the gears three thing at ign i definitely played mm-hmm. gears two gears one i didn't have it one but i played it at a friend's house mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah more gears cool and it was like but it's not like something that drew me back where i felt like i needed to go play it yeah, I the only Gears game I played, I beat one back in the day. Yeah. And then seeing this, it was like, oh, shit, it's... it's Looks it's way pretty. better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you play it at all? Not remastered, no. No. Uh, but that, that's another one kind of seemed like it came and went. But I guess that's just with all the remasters. Yeah, remaster. It's just like it's going to speak like, to an audience, right? And then yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Woo-wee! Rise of the Tomb Raider. That was a game, Tim. Mm-hmm. A game that everyone should play. Mm-hmm. You can't because not on every console, <laughs> and it, it didn't really sell well because it fall ate its ate its lunch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great game, man. That's another. We we're talking about it earlier in this show, like the gameplay loops, right? Like that game has a great gameplay loop of like I've got to a new area and the mission is on the other side of the area, but fuck, I see a coin chest over there, and I'm gonna take this side mission, and that just unlocked all these new things, and oh crap, I'm close to it, and then like. Two hours later, you've 100% of the area, and you're like, now let's go do the story quest, and mm-hmm. goes, let's move on there. Beautiful, fun. Uh, it's a game that I feel like at the end kind of does the, the video game thing I hate, where it's like, let's give you some of the most annoying parts to remember us by. And it's like, Ugh. and like the thing of course, what is that if I was into achievements and wanted a thousand percent that game or a thousand point it, I would then have gone back and replayed the stuff I missed to the caves and whatnot. And it wouldn't be my last, my last impression of the game. Wouldn't have been these three corridors of let's fight fucking every enemy, even though fighting is not the fun part of this game. Uh, so I wouldn't have that. But for mm-hmm. me right now, as somebody who's like, well, I'm done now. Let's finish this experience. That's where it ends for me. Mm-hmm. But can't say enough nice things about that game. Great game. Really fun. It's, it's t- the original Tomb Raider amplified. So if you didn't like, I thought the story was really forgettable in the original Tomb Raider. I fight a ghost witch or something at the end, if I remember correctly. This one in three years will be the same way of like, I remember there was this guy and this, these people and they wanted that. And then at the end they were totally setting up for a third. So that's what they did. You know, Mm -hmm. rare replay. Mm, I want to give a shout out to that. Just as being one of the best compilation games I've ever played. It made me care about games I don't care about. And, you know, we we did a, a Let's Play series where we kind of played through all of them, even a lot of the really early, really shitty games. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fun that they presented it in a way that made me want to try them out and want to appreciate them for what they are. Um, I loved the whole theater look of it. And I loved the, the all the modes that they added, the challenge modes and the the um, I forgot what they were called. But like maybe they were replies, the ones where you go in and like it just gives you the. Here's what you should play this game for. Like Battletoads, you play it, and they gave you that speeder bike part like just right away and got you straight into it. Um, yeah, I, I really wish that other compilations would have, have that level of love and care put into them. Yeah, I was really impressed by them. I was glad to hear that it sold better than they thought, mm-hmm. uh, beat their projections. And yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of respect put in, uh, into, into, uh, into that collection and, and, and did bring back some obscure games, a lot of obscure games and, and definitely educated people on who rare is and celebrated a history that I think is kind of lost to the ages now. Um, maybe Microsoft's, you know, tip of the hat that that rare is not really alive anymore. 
Um, at least that was my, that was kind of what I walked away from. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's what rare was and will evolve into what they're going to be. And they really haven't been rare in a long time anyway. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. It was a lot of, definitely a lot of respect put in a lot of love. I agree. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, happy to see some of those old games shine again. Yeah. I darb. Oh, I darb's great. I darb was fantastic. Really, really, good. really, that was a really fun time when we were all playing that. Yeah. It's one of those, I feel like there's a lot of, of multiplayer games like that with that like kind of aesthetic, you know, like uh, Towerfall and, sure. and um, Brawlhalla. There's things like that. They're just like, hey, just pick up and play. It's a 2D fucking game. But they're fun. And yeah. like the, I think IDARB specifically added that that just insanity level. Yeah, exactly. Like why Crazy are, ass announcer. The hashtag's yeah. going over. You're, you fix, One of us figures out how to dash before the rest of us, and then you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, again, it's why we play games. It's fun. Yeah. So um, I... We should we should bust that one out. Yeah, totally. At some point, do a do a second let's play of it, or third let's play. We did, yeah, we did yeah. a bunch actually. Um, or in the blind forest. Oh, very yeah. pretty, very 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 pretty game. Very awesome game. I'm happy there's a definitive version coming out mm. and all that. Um, I you- I like that 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 Xbox had that because yeah. I feel like forever Xbox was kind of missing the that level game. You know they're. You think Xbox, you definitely think Forza and Halo and Gears and stuff. You wanted that artisanal platformer, mm, and Ori gave it to mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. It gave it to me good. Yeah. Gave it to Did me you play a lot? Not, I didn't. I still haven't beat it. Okay. But it, they do the thing that I fucking hate where it's like I got far into it, but not far enough to once they announced like the definitive edition mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I should just probably wait. And sure, 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 one. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I love it and I love, I love that it felt different than games like that like it's a it's a metroidvania kind of mm-hmm. game but it doesn't feel that way it's not so much just like the the physics of it are weird where you jump and you have to kind of like go the slingshotting type stuff that you have to do with the the jumps yeah um it's i like when when i'm playing a game and it's kind of like guitar hero where i'm playing i'm like i don't i'm not familiar with this this feels different i'm not good at it oh i'm getting better at it oh now i can do this now i can just kind of zip through the thing sure um and yeah i mean you know just the the first 15 minutes of that game is emotional as shit it's like a pixar movie yeah. and it's like anything that i can relate to a pixar movie i'm into so big fan of a boy ori uh and then forza motorsport happened which wouldn't matter to any of us except for the fact that there was the fast and furious DLC. <laughs> And that shit was awesome. Like, man, like that, they really nailed that. Like, it felt like Fast and Furious. They added a whole bunch of dumb shit and just VO and like stupid songs over, like just play it on repeat. And like, they took a game and made me care about it. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was like, it's a fun two hours that you just, you know, in and out. And it made me realize how much I want a Fast and Furious Telltale game. Oh. And uh, one day. One day. You got to pitch it to him next time we're on Job. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's it kind of for the, the Xbox Fuck games. Fuck that. Unless, um, State of Decay. Yeah, year no, yeah. one survival edition. Come mm. on, son. That was great. That guy, you know, State of Decay on Xbox 360 slash PC back in the day. McCaffrey and I did a bunch of Let's Plays leading into it. I was super into it. And it was that thing. Yeah, it came out at E3. And came back exhausted and tried to play and it never. It just, I, mm-hmm. two ships in the night. So when it finally came here, man, that was it. Like, that's the most I've played my Xbox One. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, like, in a condensed period of, like, yeah. there was a week where I shut down, and that's all I played. And as soon as I was done with something, I was back out there to fill my rucksacks and clear off the map and go Filling get this them rucksacks, that. yeah. Got to do it. You mm-hmm. don't you don't understand, man. I got to make my settlement big. You've got to. Mm-hmm. Got to. So that was a great, great one. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see what Undead Labs does next. So what are your thoughts on Xbox overall in terms of, like, conferences and announcements and just their year? They had really good conferences. They had really good announcements. I mean, we go back to the fact, you know, at E3, Colin has said it before. I think I agree with him that the biggest announcement was the backwards compatibility, right? Like, they're there. Like, it's what I love about Xbox right now is that you, it's, 
it's weird, right? Because we're PlayStation fans. Obviously, that's where our history lies. That's where our coverage lies. We've covered that beat for so long. But you cheer for Xbox because they are the underdogs now, and they keep making the right moves. They keep coming out and saying the right things. They keep making business decisions that are based on, is this good for games? You know what I mean? That's what Phil Spencer has been all about when Aaron Greenberg was here with you guys mm-hmm. listening to that podcast. You know what I mean? Like They're cognizant of what where their missteps were and how they need to fix them and go forward. And it seems like... It's Everest, and are they are they going to be able to get up that mountain? Because PlayStation continues now to dominate out there, and it's one of those things where I think in the old days it was so easy in a, in the console war to sit around and pick a side and be like, "Fuck those other guys," da 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 da. And now everybody is is has these spokespeople, these voices, these faces that you connect with. And it's like I want I want Phil Spencer to win. I want him to have it. You know, I want him to be as successful as Shuhei Yoshida. I want these things to be out there and have it where like Rise of the Tomb Raider comes out and is an amazing game and sells really well. You know what I mean? Because it mm-hmm. sucks when it doesn't. Because then people aren't playing it, this, that, and the other. And will Crystal Dynamics ever recover from you know, like all these different things? It's like it's just everybody's human now, and that's awesome. That's what I love yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Like everyone is human now. So you sit there and it's like, man, Nintendo's year wasn't great, but. We know people over there that are all great, Corey and Reggie and all these different. It's like, you know, I want them to do well. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. I think Xbox made all the right calls, all the right decisions, and it didn't pay off in the monumental. They're back on top. And now it's this race where they're going to, you know, trade the lead back and forth, back and forth. I don't know what it looks like next year. Now the next year is like if they stick to their messaging of games, 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 and Sony does this PlayStation VR thing where and that does. Let's say that doesn't work out. What does that do to Xbox? Yeah. Definitely interesting. So just uh, kind of adding into this topic, we also got PC games and mobile games. Hold on. Shit's going crazy right now. Shit's going crazy on your mobile device. Yeah, it is. Wake me when all your mobile device games come to Vita in four years. So uh, for PC, we had, at least on my list, there's her and Emily is away. Her there's story? There's a whole bunch of, uh, yes, 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 her story. And uh, I was like, her, her was, was a great movie. movie with the Joaquin yeah, 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 Phoenix yeah. that I really dug. Yeah, so I didn't play <laughs> her story. Have you seen that yet, Colin? No. That is a movie you need to see. It's about AI and technology and future. No, this is one of the ones where I'm doing the stress oh, okay. thing to tell you you have to watch okay. it. Good haircut, by the way. So Thanks. did you play her story? No. So it was just you. Yeah, it was Nick and I, right? I don't know. It, it, it wasn't you. It wasn't then me, it was no. Nick and I. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and I think one of the only Let's Plays we've ever taken down and then didn't put back up. Oh, yeah. Because the audio got all the fucked up and whatever. Yeah. Great game. Really amazing performances. And it was another one. If you don't know her story, which is possible, don't. It's like gone home. Don't know anything about it. Just, just jump in and play because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking about it. We sat down and they started up and you're at a computer terminal. Yeah. In first person. I was like, what the fuck is this? And you start piecing it together in those like, wait, search this. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Do this. Da, da, da. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah. I want I hope that game. I mean, obviously, for selfish reasons, I hope it gets ported to consoles <laughs> so you can do it. It won't because it's keyboards and everything else. So everyone should just go play it on PC. It was yeah. that much fun. I was shocked to see it win so big at the uh, Game Awards. I mean, I think that's a good sign for it because, you know, there's certain games that, you know, we have a lot of friends in the industry. Right. So when something happens, you know about it pretty instantly. Yeah, because yeah. Everyone's tweeting like, you got to play Gone Home. This was one of those things. You got to play this. Oh, I'm loving this right now, whatever. But it's like there's that weekend. And if you miss that weekend, you yeah. never hear about it again because. Right. There are people are on to the next thing. And to see this game, like I haven't heard about it since, you know, everyone's talking about it. You're like, we got to do a let's play. Let's do this. Then it kind of went silent. Yeah. Didn't hear anything about it. And all of a sudden it is winning shit. I'm like, that's great for that. Like, yeah. Same thing with Gone Home where it's like, I feel like it did have that moment of conversation and then it dropped off. But then eventually got to the awards mainstream stuff, because yeah. of the awards and stuff. So, no. Um, yeah. Her story was great. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. And then Emily is away. 
My God. I, you want to talk about, like, I did a, I'm doing a piece for Game Informer and for Giant Bomb of my top 10 games, and where Emily is away lands on it, and I'm sure it'll be in the same spot when we do our video next, or two weeks two from weeks now. Two weeks from now, yeah. Like, totally, man. I could not believe how high that ranked, because it is one of those things where, yeah, it's a short game, you know, we our Let's Play's 50 minutes, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's with us hemming and hawing and being idiots, and but it's like, it too. it's all realistic of us hemming and hawing, and like, it was such a trip. It got you know emotion I mean? out of us. What I kept talking about and when I was talk when I talked to people about Emily is away is the fact that it's like you have to understand sitting there and playing that game in my spare bedroom for kind of funny with uh, Tim next to me or whatever. Fuck that. Like in my head, I am at my desk freshman year of at Mizzou with my huge Toshiba looking out at this like it's all right there because this was life. This yeah. was it where you're you leave these people and you then start talking to them through aim messaging mm -hmm. and like. Picking the right buddy icon and then picking the right response all stuff, and all this man. stuff. And like the way you and I sat back, I'm like, well, what are we saying? What do yeah. we do? Well, like what's funny is like you, you say that like you're not in this room, you're by yourself, whatever. To me, it's not even by yourself. Like those memories are having someone next to you. And it's like, what should I say? What should yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah. And you overthink it and like talk it over and like rewrite it 10 times. Like, oh, that game, it did something. Yeah. Like, and and emotional, I'm so man. happy that like, I, I recently looked at the, the numbers for it. Like the Let's Play is over 50,000 views, which puts it in the upper echelon of our, our Let's Play. That's awesome because it didn't. And when it first came out, it wasn't moving numbers. Yeah. And I was like, guys, like you, I, I'm not even talking about our performance. Like you need to see this game. If yeah, you ever yeah, play yeah. this game. And I love that. I love that. It's like it is. It's. I want kind of funny to be known for that type of stuff. It's for those those moments of it's like we genuinely enjoy this. Right. You know, it reminds me of your Batman v Superman reaction. Sure. Like who gives a shit what everyone else thinks? Like you genuinely love this thing. Right. And I, I just it it's great. Emily is away. Highly recommend it. Do it. Definitely check that shit out. Uh, is there any other PC games? I'm, I'm sure there's a bazillion, but I'm talking about that we really care that we about. We connect it with. Because it's out of our normal wheelhouse. What was the one where we jacked the car off? Oh. Drive shaft or no? That was that Drive was Charlie's shift, band. Shift. Find the jack. It, it, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. jacking a car off. It's not everything. Uh, <laughs> shit. There was one that I had a momentary glance at. Jacking the car off is what I said, and that made me think of something else. I remember the game Party I Hard. I enjoyed Party Hard. That's finally out or whatever, or Green I, Light or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one. I don't think it's out yet, but we played the the early version of it. That uh, it was like a very sterile white. White stuff. And super, then, like, hot. Super, super hot. Super hot. Super hot. Yeah. Super hot. Awesome. That game's awesome dope, Awesome concept. Man. Really cool game. I, I love the, the, you know, the Steam Greenlight stuff brings a lot of bad shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like mobile games. Like, there's, like, so much bad. Sure. But then it does allow the, like, really cool random thing to come through. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of that. Do you have any? No. Yeah. No. I don't think I played much. On, I played Civ Civilization 5. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the only PC game I play. Um, and then, for mobile, I do got to give a couple shout-outs because... I have put so much out. Like, Pagel Blast, I talked about it all year. It came out at the tail end of last year, but I didn't start playing until this year. Sure. And uh, they, there's a lot of problems with it, just in terms of microtransactions and this and that. You've heard it all before. You find you could hard boot your phone to get around it. Yeah. But there's, there's there was a new update they put out recently that gives you a lot more lives and gives you some shit. And, man, I'm telling you, Pagel Blast is the best Pagel game wow. that ever happened. Like, when you don't have to deal with the bullshit. Sure. Like, like, you know. It's not too hard to get around it. But, I mean, you saw me. Anytime we were on a trip, I was fucking going through that shit. And it's yeah. like, if you could platinum this game, I would platinum this nice. game. It is just so much fun. There's so much to do. And, you know, Pagel's always been cool because it is just a simple brick-breaking game. But then with the powers and stuff and just the stupid-ass music that plays. Ah. and like It just, you know, adds a, a fresh twist to it. And Pagel Blast, I think, is ideal 
because it's on a mobile phone where you play vertically instead of the the horizontal yeah, yeah. version that you normally do with Pagle, it gives you so much more real estate. It just changed the game up enough. And I'm like, shit, I'm fucking addicted to this. There was no game I was more addicted to than Pagle Blast. Um, Lara Croft Go. Oh, yeah. Very fun. Very cool. I liked that it um, felt like a more fully featured game, even though it was on mobile. Um, my biggest problem was that it, it's a tease. It's such a tease at what could have been a really fun, challenging, difficult puzzle game. It ended up just being kind of a puzzle game where you play it and you're like, I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah, you always said this. It was never hard enough, right? Yeah. You see the the room. You have all the things. You look at it. You're like, all right, I need to move this thing there. So then it just kind of becomes about going through the motions of sure, doing sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. But it's still fun to do and it's still it's still cool to see. And I love the art style of it. Um, I love the the music and just the the visuals are just really, really engaging. And it's it's a fun Laura Croft game. Like it reminded me a lot of the old Tomb Raider games. And you know, we saw the um we had them on the panel in right. Pax 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 Prime. Prime. Yeah. And they're talking about how this is we made a game that was what we remember Tomb Raider being, and it's like that really is this. Nice. Like it's much better than the a lot of T-Rex games. Yeah. Yeah, there is many of them jumping around. Um Pac Man two fifty six. Did you play it? No, I heard good things. Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing, which is kind of like it's just Pac Man, but it, back in the day, the Pac Man, the two hundred fifty six level, when you got there, there was like a glitch where everything would start glitching, and they're like, let's make a fucking game out of that, and it, it kind of just became this thing where it's an endless scrolling Pac Man game where you just kind of keep having to go up as the bottom of the screen kind of just rises Tries with this you. like glitches yeah. and shit, and uh, it's just a score attack thing, and like it's randomly generated, and it's just it's fun Pac Man, just like techno music, just. Blaring and shit. It's a, definitely a playing game for me. Um, I enjoy that. And the one that doesn't get talked about enough is Horizon Chase. Hmm. You like Cruising USA. And I don't know why you wouldn't. This is the game for you. It just takes that that stupid arcadey racing from the 90s thing where it's just like you just go and you perfectly drift around everything without having any skill at all. Sure, sure. Really, just you just hold it, you just go, and then you just it's left and right, and it just kind of like auto does it. But it's addicting and it, it's fun. And there's the stupid like dancing girls at the end and yeah, stuff. And it's just it's exactly now we know why Tim likes it. Oh yeah, I'm all I'm all into he it. But yeah, the soundtracks are great and everything. It's just it's very 90s. It's very Tim. I'm a big fan of that. Those are those are my mobile games. Um, Tim's mobile game shack. Yeah. Gotta give him the shout outs. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was 2015. Whoa. Whoa, man. Hey, man. Danky Arnhem nugs. <laughs> yeah, man. You got them Danky Arnhem nugs. What are your favorite games 2015? Let us know in the comments below and make sure you come back next week where we will be predicting 2016. It's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. One day, I predict that I'm going to get that fucking championship. I never, I'm never letting it go. It's going to happen. Toadstool Tour is the next one, oh so start God. fucking practicing. Oh, shit. You bitch. Yep. Thank you so much for everything. Till next time.